gentlemen, welcome aboard and welcome to the uh, Closed Traffic Podcast, the original aviation and flight simulation show. I'm Johnny and my co-host this evening, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who's always in the right seat, or maybe he's the Czech airman, which will put him in the jump seat. So maybe he's the, hmm, Czech ride Mike is what we called him, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, say hello to people, man. I have I'm sorry. Man, you love blowing smoke, man. What's oh, what's man. what's going on? Hello, people. It's uh, it's been a while since we've actually had a live streamed uh, yeah, show. So good to see each and every one of you. Uh, we have a fun show uh, coming up for uh, you all today. Um, looking sure. forward to getting into it. But before all that, man, Johnny, how have you been? Man, I'm trying to stay cool. It is hotter than Satan's armpit. So uh, we're over <laughs> here. I got the fan going on here. You know, I guess probably catch a few clips there. And I'm doing the, the very white sweats in the concert. So, you know, but uh, all is well over here, my friend. I uh, can't complain about yourself. Not bad, man. Not bad. You know, just uh, keeping busy uh, with, uh, you know, all that is uh, life. But uh, trying to oh, squeeze yeah. in flying here and there. You know, that's always important. Oh, yeah. Stay proficient and current. So, but other than that, man, things are well. Absolutely. Things are well. Absolutely, too cool, man. Well, you are too cool for school, Mike. I, I tell you, man, I don't care what they say about your brother. No, <laughs> right back at you. Right back at you. <laughs> that was Touche. Well, guys, Touché. again, um, uh, as Mike mentioned, we got a pretty sweet show today. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to um, um, invite a uh, very special guest uh content creator as well as a commercial pilot uh ladies and gentlemen uh, mr philip philip say hello to the people oh thanks for having me here you know it's a pleasure i got to listen to some of your uh podcasts earlier it was pretty cool i do like I, I, i'm all about it man flying simming that's like my whole world <laughs> I can do it all day awesome. every day. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, you know, uh, we were just saying that before we got on, man. You don't meet too many people in the community that way. Like, usually you have avid flight simmers, but, you know, they haven't sort of crossed into the real world flying just yet or really don't have an, too much of an interest in it. And then you've got those that actually uh, do flying, you know, obviously in the real world, but they don't really go into the sim, you know, only if they absolutely right. have to for their career or something like that. They don't really pay attention or participate in uh right. in flight simming but uh you got the best of both worlds today here ladies and gentlemen uh philip philip give us a little bit about your background man like you know what what sort of pulled you into aviation what you know sort of uh, led you down the path of actually not only pursuing aviation as a hobby but also pursuing it as a career well i grew up back on the east coast my dad uh lived on the west coast and so as a kid, I was constantly flying back and forth from uh, New York to L.A. And so, you know, when you're a young kid and you're uh, doing the uh, whole commute thing, it becomes just a, a fascinating thing. You know, the pilots would take us and uh, bring us to the cockpit. And I had like a whole collection of like the pins and all that stuff. So I was always fascinated with that. Um, as I became... Uh, like around a middle, about teenager, my dad, he actually went and got his private license. Oh. Uh, he trained out of uh, Torrance down there, uh, okay, which is yeah. funny because uh, later on, I went and got my private from the same school, didn't even realize it. And wow. he came back, you know, like 20 <laughs> years later and they were like, hey, I remember you. And he's like, I remember you too. This is where you got it. Like it was just serendipitous. Oh, that's too cool. 
And so, you know, as a kid, we uh, we would fly from like L.A. to Vegas, L.A. to San Diego, San mm-hmm. Francisco, all those hot spots. And so I was just always fascinated by it. Um, you know, I, went, I was in the military for a few years after I got out. You know, I thought about going and, you know, money was a big barrier for a lot of people. Uh, of course. For the most part, it was a barrier for me yeah. at first. Uh, I worked as a bus driver. And then, uh, I, you know, as I was working at bus driver, I just slowly yeah, built up the funds and, you know, mm-hmm. got some help to finally finance my career. You know, it's a, it's a lot of money, but basically you just got to look at it. It's like a degree, right? You're investing mm-hmm. in yourself. Yeah, investment for sure. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. And so I, I got my private um, back in, you know, what was this? This was maybe like nine, yeah. 2018 yeah i got my private back in like 2018 and after i got my private i was just like this is it this is the one career where i was like i don't care how long i gotta do it i don't care how many hours i gotta put in i was like i I just i just can't get bored of it i really just can't get bored of it and so i ended up going to uh, atp down in long beach to finish my as i came in credit private and i did my uh instrument my commercial my uh multi-add-on cfi and cfii through them uh mm-hmm. you know still still beholden to the almighty uh yeah <laughs> 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 yep. giving her hand in my pocket for a minute there, but you know what yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was worth it it's worth it, it. it's worth, totally it. worth it you know it's, it's those little moments like uh the other day i was um on the ramp and you know one of the things you get especially as a young black uh pilot is you get you get other people like you know working in the industry like whether ramp agents or cargo loaders and they're like they're like you're the pilot and i was like i'm the pilot and they were like nice you know like how's your day and i'm like hey i got up early i'm tired you know kind of you know i just can't wait for this day to be over you know just get this cargo load and get going and they're like well at least you're the captain right and I'm like, yeah, I am a captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, I kind of came, like I said, you know, well, as a kid, I was always enthusiastic about it. I always loved flying. And, you know, it took, this is like career number three for me. You know, I, I was in the military. I, I worked, mm-hmm. in, you know, a little bit in IT, you know, and then I worked as a driver. You know, I always tell people, I tell my, my, my little brothers and all that stuff, get a commercial driver's license. You know, it's a cool, chill job. Oh, yeah. You can easily build up some some nice little money to, to kind of platform you into that next gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, you're you're 100 uh, correct. And you know, I, I think um, I think a common misconception is you know uh, starting out in the uh, commercial aviation begins when you're you know young and you're just starting out. But it's not always the case. You know, I had uh, several individuals from my flight my my flight school who we're transitioning careers, you know, um, uh, one gentleman that, um, that come, that came, that comes to mind, he was a school teacher and he went from teaching school to, you know, becoming a commercial aviator. So, um, I mean, it is, there's, there's really no just right way, you know, uh, per se to really mm-hmm. get into the industry and your story, Philip is a prime example of, you know, that old saying that, you know, it's never too late, you know, um, uh, especially if it's your passion, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're led along different to get to that one goal in the, in the far corner, you know, right. So, um, yeah, I think that's really cool. And then plus kudos to the CDL is right. Cause that's, there's always, always a backup. So that's, that's, that's really, that's really cool. 
really cool. Um, my question to you, however, um, as far as you know, you've always had this passion uh, for aviation, um, you know, based on your commutes, which is, I think that's everyone's, you know, that's, that's all of our stories, you know, kind of, you know, getting, getting into commercial aviation is actually flying, you know, from our own personal experiences. But um, did, did flight simulation play a little bit of a role in there? Or uh, at what point did that, was it a situation of this, you know, I wanted to, you know, uh, wanted to use it as a tool per se, or was it something that you just kind of ended up in, you know, um, prior to actually pursuing your uh, commercial aviation career? It's actually kind of funny because uh, prior to aviation, prior to uh, aviation, you know, I kind of dabbled in flight simming. And mm -hmm. it was one of those funny things where it was like, I started, but I, I wasn't proficient enough to even really get it done right. Like I'm doing, you know, all the, I would take off low down the runway, take off the runway, <laughs> crash 90% of the time on landings being like, okay, let's see if I can actually put this plane on the ground. I had no real drive. It wasn't until uh, I got into um, flying and actually taking some lessons and uh going through the whole the whole spiel learning the flows and all that stuff mm -hmm. that it became integral right uh mm -hmm. it just really it fly simming helps when i first started off basically by just locking in those flows you know mm -hmm. be, it gave me that extra time to be like okay when am i putting in flaps you know what am i keeping my power at you know mm -hmm. uh let me go through these checklists right that real quick Mm -hmm. uh, so that helps a lot. Uh, that helps a lot when it comes to, you know, just getting that basic stuff down. But sure. as a commercial pilot, where it becomes just like you got, I, I recommend it a hundred percent is when you get wow. the instrument instrument mm -hmm. day in, day out, you know, you'd be surprised how often uh, I've flown with others or I've done instrument and people just, they're like, yeah, I got my instrument rating. And I'm like, all right, let's uh, shoot this approach real quick. And they're just like completely blindsided, right? Wow. I, had a, I had a student where um, she was working on her commercial and mm -hmm. I was doing her technologically advanced. So we were in a Cessna 172 with, you know, the G1000 autopilot and all that stuff. Sure. And so it was, you know, basic day. And I was like, you know what, let's just go ahead and shoot the approach in there. You know, the ceilings aren't even that low. And I'm mm -hmm. like, go ahead and just brief that approach for me real quick. And she was lost. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's try to let's try to catch up with this. We're getting behind the plane. We're getting, you know, sure. a little behind the, the curve here. And so I'm like, I'll help you out. And so, you know, it was a little rough. We got on the ground and I was like, what happened there? You know, we were just completely mm -hmm. behind the ball and that was almost dangerous. She was like, right. I got my IFR. And she was like, that was the first time I've actually flown in IFR. Wow. And I was wow. like, yeah. Got it, got it. Mm. Where if you're in flight simming, it's it's there's nothing oh, yeah. more interesting than just being like in completely in the mm -hmm. blind. And oh, yeah. like, I have to stare at these instruments, you know? Mm -hmm. 
you know i i love doing also like uh the vat sim and all that stuff because mm -hmm. indeed you know with the vat sim it throws in those curveballs right it's not For just sure. a, i go to point point to point no it may be they're like hey i'm gonna fetch you around way out here and i need you to you know stay at this altitude you need to stay at this speed and you're just like right throws in so much more that it's no longer just a the plate says do this and i'm gonna go you know mm -hmm. yeah and so yep. right then and there when i got my first job uh it's one of the few things a lot of people don't tell you when you go to commercial mm -hmm. and you get your your first job is mm -hmm. ifr is like every day every, yep all the training we did at flight safety it was like okay we learned about the plane we learned about emergencies we got to the sim and they're like okay we're gonna do a million approaches and then throw in those and those then throw in the systems <laughs> the systems and safety and you're just like yeah because you said that's every you're every day and simming yep. simming just makes that uh so much so much better it makes it so much easier and more relaxing you know yep. to just kind of be like I'm going to, I'm in this cloud. I have no idea where this airport is. I have no idea where they're going to turn me. I just need to stay on the ball. And then, you know, I've had times in which I've been told to go miss and <laughs> I was at VMC and they're just like, follow the published mist. And you're just like, you're thinking, Oh my God, I wasn't, I wasn't even ahead of the ball. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. I'm like, why am I going missed? And they're like, yeah, this, other traffic is going to slow down in front of you. Just go mist, follow yeah. publish mist, and you're like, oh no, why, why? It's like I just wanted a nice easy day, but simming back to back, you just it becomes like second nature. Yeah. You know, I get so yeah. many people that just like <clears throat> next, and I'm like, what are you doing next? We're, let's stay ahead of it. What's going to be yep. the mist? What altitude am I going to be at? You know. So yeah, you know, it's good for private to get those flows down, but when it comes to instrument, it's going to be better. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big difference from you can tell some people who just got their instrument and never touched it again to those mm -hmm. who just actively stay flying instrument to really keep you on the ball. <laughs> Absolutely. Indeed. Absolutely. No, it's, I've been uh, I've been saying this. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. You know, you know I got no, no, a pulpit here. Some days. <laughs> uh, no, but I've been I, I've been saying that for, you know, for quite some time, because just from my own personal experiences, I mean, you know, going through your privates, one thing, you know, and to Philip's point, you know, it's great for the flows, but where you really gets in there really starts kind of affecting and not only it's affecting, um, you know, your your ability to grasp, you know, instrument concepts a lot quicker, but it saves you money. <laughs> you know, mm. you're spending, you know, you're spending less time, you know, less time in the airplane, you know, if I, you know, if I'm your CFI and I you know, got this guy flying, you know, flying holes like it's nobody's business. All right, cool. You know, let's, you know, let's, let's do some holds and, you know, we're good to go. Um, and, and, and flight simulating does that. Um, and mm -hmm. then let's throw in VATSIM, let's throw in Pilot Edge. Uh, Mike actually uh, participated in the um, Sim Venture event yesterday. And nice. I mean, just, you know, if you guys haven't, opp opp haven't had the opportunity to check out uh, Mick Slamon's webpage plug, and um, watch his <laughs> watch his sim venture is <laughs> a sim venture video. It was amazing, and we're we're talking real world air traffic controllers. So, I mean, you just, I mean, I, I I wish I had that you know that little detail from ATC you know back then. So no one one hundred percent one hundred percent. Philip, totally, totally agree with you, Mike. I'm sorry, Mouse. I was totally cut you off. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. You you guys are spot on. That's uh, that's quite fine. It's uh, you know, Philip. 
it's scary how similar our backgrounds are uh, <laughs> as it relates to like getting started in aviation. I'm also from the East Coast. I'm also uh, from New York. Recently oh, nice. moved here about uh, five, six years ago now. I also did my initial discovery flight. Um, Islet MacArthur. I'm sure you're familiar with where that is um, on Long Island. Uh, then moved here and my sort of initial flight in the Southern California area or their discovery flight was Torrance. I was the first airport and I flew out of uh, and moving to Southern California and started my flight training with Pacific Skies Aviation, which is probably the uh, the, the club you are at. Um, it's it's just interesting, like how similar the backgrounds are and can be in this really small and niche world of aviators. Um, that being said, you know, you brought some interesting points around, you know, hey, it's it's a, it's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of resources and resources is not just your time, but also money that needs to go into it. What would be, I guess, your perspective or advice for others that are looking to go out and take this initial discovery flight? Or maybe they have already taken that discovery flight and they're trying to figure out how to continue on this journey and not necessarily to pursue it for a career. Maybe they just want to start and stop at the PPL. But what what's your advice for folks that wherever they are, how do we help them sort of take that next step? How do they find a flight club? How do they know the instructor is right for them? What are the things that you kind of went through on your journey to sort of help you through that? Now, as far as uh, helping people continue and start off, I typically like to tell people, first and foremost, start hitting those books. Start hitting those books. You know, the, we're in a great time right now because, you know, it's funny when I think of just how just recently where it was like charts and books were just something you had to buy and just stock up on and you had to just spend a bunch of money on them where now, you know, I'm telling my students, I'm like, Hey, you know, you want to learn about the pedostatic system? Just watch this YouTube video, mm -hmm. you know, it's right there, yep. you mm -hmm. know, there's so many free resources. So yeah, hitting the books, I think is, is one of the first steps I always tell my students uh, mainly because, you know, when you, if you don't hit those books, you're, I got to teach you. And that's just really eating up your time. Right. Yep. If I got yep. to tell you, Hey, you know, do you know what the characteristics are of, you know, the what stall or what am I looking for when I say, Hey, put this, uh, you know, keep that nose down. Why am I telling you to keep the nose down? Why am I telling you to put that right rudder in? And you're just mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, it's because, you know, the right turning tendency or, you know, we've got to build up that speed. And it's like, yeah, there you go. It makes, a, it makes it flow a lot easier. And you can do that easily free by just, you know, watching a few videos. One of my favorites, believe it or not, I used for um, uh, my CFI was mm -hmm. Embry Riddle. Embry Riddle has a bunch of these free videos oh. online. And mm -hmm. I literally just picked off all their stuff for a lot wow. of my CFI training. And I literally wow. did it just like that. My, C my DPE was like, it's pretty good. And I'm like, freaking YouTube, man. YouTube. Yeah. And so, yeah, hitting the books is one of the big things. You know, a lot of people get afraid of the written and it, it can be a, mm -hmm. a bit of a, a task getting the handle of the written, but the books, you know, aren't just a matter of written. They're also a practical matter. I don't personally like when people just go for uh, straight memorization. 
try to pass mm-hmm. her in. Yep. Exactly. Right. I'll get some, I'll get, I've definitely had students and I've been a victim of it myself where I remembered this, this, and this. And then somebody was like, okay, explain to me what that means. And I'm like, I don't know what that's, uh, what that's yeah. the definition. Right. And they're just like, well, what is that? I need yeah. you to understand it and explain it to me. And you're like, I have no clue that that's just what the answer is, you know? <laughs> and so it's a good, it's, it's good to delve into it, you know, and understand it a little bit better. So the books are the first thing I always tell people, you know, that's going to be one of your biggest hurdles. Cause when you start flying, it's just going to become getting comfortable and just kind of doing it over and over again. You're good. Right. But books is where a lot of people struggle. Uh, the next thing I would say mm-hmm. for like clubs and CFIs. Now, me personally, when it comes to clubs and you know schools and stuff like that, mm-hmm. sure. you know, I get a little picky with poor maintenance. I, if I see a club oh, or yeah. a place that just does not maintain their planes, ugh, that just bugs the heck out of me. Bugs the mm-hmm. heck out of me. I just can't. I can't deal. You know, take yep. a minute. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good practice to take a minute to just you know look at your look at the club's planes, you know, have them give you a tour, have them show you what they got going on. Sorry, my girl in the back. Go ahead. Let's go by. That's, no, that's all right. <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I tell people, I say, you know, take a second, you know, check out the planes they have because, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times if they got beat up planes, it, it translates all the way down. You know? Indeed. Right. They got CFI that don't care about taking care of the planes. Mm-hmm. I I hate getting into a plane and trying to teach a lesson, and I'm just like, okay, take a look at this attitude indicator. Well, attitude indicator. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to yeah. teach you here, and I'm teaching you in a busted plane. So yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, the prices kind of go all over the place. You know. Sure. If you can find a good place where uh, you can get some good block time, that's good. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're really comfortable with the place, that's that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these places they really will milk you. You know, you got oh, yeah. that. I've I've dealt with one or two places, and I've had some students who dealt with places where uh, the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm like freaking 30, 40 hours into it. The guy just will not freaking solo me." And you're like, "Wow, what do you mean?" And yeah, he's like, "That's that's <laughs> yeah." You just talk to the wow, other people. Man. Yeah, you just talk to other people, and they're just like, "Yeah, they don't know why this guy just likes to milk the heck out of you." And uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, I hate that. I hate that." You know, because you you really there's got to be a point where you just kind of got to cut your student loose, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you just got to be like, look, just just go, bro. You 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 know way more than you think you know. You got right. it more than you think you got right. it. So it's okay. Go ahead and go do it. And yep. so I, I, you got to be careful of that. You know, sometimes you know you may find uh, just reviews. Talk to other people. You know, mm-hmm. just remember it's an exploratory flight. You're not locked into that place, right? right. right. Sure. It's okay. For it's sure. okay to just be like, yeah, you know, uh, I've done an exploratory flight before. Maybe if I could just talk to somebody and see, you know, what they're thinking of what I can, how I can get this done, their ideas. Uh, definitely be wary of any place that says we have a set program with a set price. Yeah, you, you'll get some places where they're like, oh, yeah, private's going to be $10,000. And you're mm-hmm. just like, how'd you get $10,000? Yeah, where'd you get that number? <laughs> yeah, I know people who did theirs right at the 40. And I know some people who are like, I'm a 100-hour private pilot. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then as far as the mm-hmm. CFI, that, that really just, you got to know your own personality. Yeah. You know your own yeah. personality. You know, I've had some students who were, you know, super negative 
super negative. You know, they mm-hmm. think that every little, you know, m- mistake, every little, you know, you get a little slow and I'm like, all right, watch your speed. And they're just like, oh, I'm just not getting this. And I'm like, look, you got it. Just relax. You know, it's right. just, it's a process. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And, you know, I've had people that came up to me. I had a, a I had a woman who wanted me to do her uh, commercial transition and mm-hmm. she was I have like three or four CFIs. I've had to fire them all. You know, I did this guy, this guy did this, you know, and this guy did this. And, you know, I sat there and I talked to her for like 10 minutes and I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, you ever thought that maybe you were too oversensitive to the criticism they were giving you, you know? So, you know, I, I, I ended up not teaching her, ended up uh, connecting her with another CFI who I thought was better on that level of dealing with overly emotional people. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, you know, it really just comes down to you. You know, I've yep. had some, I've had some old school CFIs or just some old guys that were just do it by the numbers, do it by the numbers, do it by the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy who was a great guy, great stick and redder guy would n- would not teach you a thing. You know, <laughs> he was, his whole thing was like he was just like, yeah, just feel it out, feel it out, feel it. You got it, you feel that, and you're just like, bro, I need to feel it. There's something out there, bro. Yeah, it really is. It really is. You know, yeah, I don't teach you nothing. Exactly. You know, one of what's the why? I don't know, man. You just gotta feel it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the hardest things I found for a lot of students, obviously, is for everybody's landings, right? Nailing that perfect mm-hmm. landing and knowing when to flare. And I, you know, for the longest, I was just crapping it out, man. Just banging them in, and I'm just like, Ugh. it was so bad. Like I came close to soloing. They sent me up with this other older guy, and he's like, "You're just not there yet with those landings." And I'm like, "I don't know what the heck I'm doing wrong." And so I ended up watching YouTube, watching YouTube, and I, I can't remember exactly who it was. And he was just like, hey, just remember it as like a three phase, right? You got your approach mm-hmm. and that nose down. You're watching that speed. You got that round out. And he goes, in that round out, you should be slowly pulling that power and leveling that plane off. Once you got that power out and you're rolling that bad boy in, you're slowly transitioning to the flare. And ever since, mm-hmm. my landings have been oh, locked up like nothing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, why didn't anybody explain this to me? Everybody just kept being like, oh, when are you going to flare? Oh, you'll figure it out. You'll feel it when you bring that nose up. right in, and you're just like, I needed a better teacher. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's okay to feel out a, a teacher. I know a lot of people that get buddy-buddy with their CFIs, but, I mean, sometimes you just, you really got to just be like, this isn't working. I'm not yeah. feeling it. I don't like. I don't like the way you teach. We're not jiving. It really is a personal thing. Because right. yeah. bad CFI can ruin your experience. Oh, really oh, yeah. bad CFI can ruin. You know, I, I had uh, my first CFI at ATP who did my instrument. You know, I had a lot of people who were like, oh, "I'm excited about instrument. How is instrument?" And I was like, "Dude, instrument was the worst. It was just a slog. It was such a pain." <laughs> and it wasn't until. You know, one day they were like, "Oh, you got Jonathan as a CFI." He's like, "He's like one of the hardest yeah, CFIs yeah, here." Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, everybody hates him. He's like the worst. He's like a super stickler. He's he's always talking negative to people, and you know, he's really just like do it this way, or you're not getting it." And he, I was like, "Oh yeah. God," I, you know, and that explains it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know, don't be afraid to be like, you know, this guy's just not cutting it. 
It's not cutting yeah. it. It's you. It's all you. You know, if you don't enjoy it, if you're not having fun, if you don't feel like it's a constructive environment, it's going to ruin your whole day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to sure. waste a ton of money and a ton of time. A ton of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A ton of money, especially especially in this economy. No, I mean, um, and it's, it's you know, and, and it's, there's just those type of things no one really tells you, right, when you first decide to um you know um start your you know endeavors in aviation and and i've and i've found over the years and this isn't this doesn't just trans this transitions into you know number of fields you know any you know anybody who's determined enough can become a cfi but very few have that just something in them to teach Mm-hmm. You know, and and convey information that's pal- that's palatable to the masses. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've ran into some pretty rough CFIs as well, and you know I've ran into some really good ones, and it's just a night and day experience. I mean, it's just, it, and I mean, you're 100 right, and I I feel for the individuals who ran into a, you know, a bad CFI and has just ruined their taste for aviation, you know, and I've, I've met a few, I got a good friend of mine now. Um, he, um, he, he busted his uh, instrument check ride and he, for a while, he was just kind of like, Johnny, I don't know, man, I don't even know if I want to go, you know, continue on. And, you know, it, it took a lot of, you know, it, it, it took a lot of conversations to kind of, you know, get him to the point where he's a little indecisive, but, you know, and you know, you got that CFI, but then you have the ones who really don't doesn't truly prepare you, and then they sign you off, and you get to the DPE, and mm-hmm. DPE is like, "Who the heck? Like, who signed you <laughs> off? You know, like you, you know, I remember any of this? You know, and I've mm-hmm. you know I've met students, you know, in that position. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's uh, to me, I think that's probably you know, to your point, one of the most important, you know important pieces of the whole puzzle right is um making sure you know you have that chemistry between you and your cfi because if you don't um like mike said it can be it can be extremely extremely expensive mm-hmm. um you know it's you know like i said i think now you know things aren't getting too now aren't getting much cheaper so yeah. you know those are things we you know we definitely you know definitely want to uh want to keep in mind so, uh, Philip. So, throughout, you know, you, you, you know, you brought up, brought us to this point, right? You know, you're, you know, you got your CFI. You're doing your thing. How did you break out in the industry? What, what, at what point did you? Because I, because uh, I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we hadn't mentioned it, you know, due to our awesome organization of the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Philip Philip is also a content creator, and um, I was, and of course, I've been following you for quite some time, and because I'm a huge Thanks. fan of PC12, and I saw that you um, saw that you're a PC12 driver, and uh, I also had some time in 208, so you know I, I couldn't help but follow a kindred spirit. <laughs> um, but, but what? Uh, how? How did? How were you able to train? Or, or what series of events fell into place for you to finally uh, get that get that dream role? Well, for me, you know, it's kind of been funny because uh, it's an outside looking in and an inside looking out type thing. Sure. When you're an outside, you're like, oh, I just want anything. You know, I want anywhere. Right. I want anything. I'll fly a dump truck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so. 
you know, it wasn't until I got in and the, my first job, I was work, I was flying a PC-12 for a, a Schedule mm -hmm. 135, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's, it was very reminiscent of a 121 world where, you know, mm -hmm. we were loading passengers. We had regular schedules every day. We were doing a mm -hmm. lot of legs every day. And oh, it was the, – the flying was great. The fly, I love the PC-12. Honestly, mm -hmm. I, I could see, I could easily see how people make a career of just flying that plane. It's fast, it gets mm -hmm. up high, it's pressurized, it's so comfortable. It's mm -hmm. probably one of my favorite planes so far, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, I, I get it, I get it. It's not so complicated. You don't have to kill yourself mm -hmm. with all the multi-this and all that. You can easily fly right. pilot the whole deal. Um, and so once I got in, you know, I kind of started off um, just with friends, really. Friends, mm -hmm. I was constant. When I first got my commercial, I was just, I really was just like, is anywhere hiring? I will go anywhere <laughs> right now. You know, things are crazy. And it's funny because they talk about, you know, like pilot shortages and they're like, everybody needs people now. And right. they're like, they need people now. They just don't need me right now. They need other people, <laughs> people with tons more time and they need people with tons more experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's still rough. You're just throwing all those applications out. Mm -hmm. It feels like nobody's getting back to you. Um, I would definitely tell people when you get those applications out, mm -hmm. uh, definitely look at your strengths, your weaknesses, try to get those hours very concise and you know, mm -hmm. where you want to be at. You be at. Uh, because the first position that I got, um, you know, I think they didn't get back to me for like almost like three months. They got oh wow, like almost three months for, for mm -hmm. my first to get my first position flying right seat in the PC twelve. Um, mm -hmm. I had worked, uh, or technically, no, let me let me back up. I'm sorry, that was my first mm -hmm. flying position. Prior to mm -hmm. that, my first CFI position was actually I got that through um, the Black Pilots Association. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. I, I met with a lot of, I guess I had uh, an older pilot who was part of the organization mm -hmm. was like, you should join, you know, the Black Pilots Association and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, he invited me to one of the meetings. And at mm -hmm. the meetings was uh, Fly Compton. And so mm -hmm. Fly Compton was the first one who hired me as a CFI. And okay. so, and it was pretty wow. cool. You know, they were cool guys. I talked to them for a bit, you know. And mm -hmm. literally, I hadn't even finished my CFI yet. I was just a fresh commercial pilot going back sure. to my CFI. And the guy was just like, hey, you know, you seem cool. You know, we had a good conversation. He was like, mm -hmm. don't you CFI, man. Come give us a call. We might have a job for you. Mm. And yeah. So luckily, I started off in a contractor. So, you know, if I, if sure. I don't pay, I don't pay. Right? Right. Yep. Right. So, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm there trying to beg for students here and there, trying to get as many as I can. You know, definitely mm -hmm. make yourself available as a CFI if you're trying to get those first few students. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we had a good number of guys who worked for smaller companies. And, you know, I just started hitting the pavement, started hitting the pavement, checking out mm -hmm. uh, the low, low time pilot groups on like Facebook, checking out. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it the climb 350 is a really good resource mm -hmm. yeah um where else was i looking at you know i was putting out applications to airline apps um mm -hmm. uh then uh atp has an alumni association that's pretty good mm -hmm. they, uh, wow. they helped me like revise i was using a basic template for my resume mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they kind of helped me tighten up my resume to be more relevant because I, I came mm -hmm. off the block no aviation experience sure not work for any job. I work for transportation, you know, driving buses. Mm -hmm. And right. that kind of helped lead that information in, right? You know, where they right. like, okay, 
you got a history of safe driving, you got a history right. of pre-tripping and absolutely uh, maintaining, you know, a vehicle that, you know, doing safety and security absolutely. checks and all that stuff. And mm. all that stuff just kind of just just Tied made it all together. It translates well, yeah. right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because I again I was like, how does it I don't understand any of it. You know, I'm like, how could any any job be aviation and make me look hireable? Mm. But they made they helped sure. me make that stuff out, you know. Uh I know there are services out there that'll help you with your resume if you're not part of one of the mm -hmm. online groups. Even yeah, even the Black Pod Association and stuff like that, you can easily post on there and be like, Hey, you know, uh, I need some help with my resume. Can somebody take a look? Or, you know, it helps a lot. Right. Right. Uh, and so I uh, I applied to my first position, and like I said, it took them like three months to get back to me. Um, mm -hmm. One mistake I did make, and I, I I think many pilots make it and may may have to, you know, we need to reconsider this. Is we hopped on the first one that called us back. And <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> as soon as they called me back, I filled out all the paperwork, <laughs> went to the interviews. Literally, as I start my class, I got like three, four companies that just start hitting me back it was the beginning of the year it seems like at the beginning of the year oh yeah the year, they oh, just yeah. they start the hiring crate uh, frenzy starts coming around and they start yep. looking for you so i'm like oh why didn't you call me like two weeks ago why didn't you call me a month ago <laughs> so <laughs> dumb i know some com some of these companies they'll be like oh well if you don't take it now you know uh i can't guarantee no they they're hurt right they're mm -hmm. if they were interested oh, yeah. in you back then and you're continuing to build that time they're, they're interested in you now you know, so oh, I yeah. definitely, you know, would take that time to think about that where you want to be at first. And it was kind of rough. It was kind of rough. Um, mm -hmm. It had its good and its bads. You know, the sure. good was the flying was great. The company, uh, the the people I flew with were amazing. They were great pilots. You know, I mm -hmm. got to get out and fly into places I never even dreamed or dealt with. You know, when I think of something as simple as wow. like, you know, where I here I am looking at uh you know my wing and i'm like yeah i see some ice i don't even know what the heck i'm looking at and then you know i read, <laughs> I read the books i don't know what the difference is and they're just like bro that's just some light rhyme right there let's go ahead and call that in let's go ahead and throw those boots on and you're just like oh okay <laughs> theory but never the practice <laughs> yeah so you know i'm talking like you know, we're like, oh, 10, 15 knot winds, you know, maybe I'm not going to fly today. And then we're coming in and they're like, it's 20 gusting 50, get it in. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And so it, it was really great for that. You know, I was based out, I was based out of Ontario or not Ontario. Sorry. Um, I was based out of Oakland. Oh Oakland was <laughs> so because it was the charter base and they were a scheduled company, it was basically mm -hmm. they kept me on permanent reserve and so mm. they sent me all over i did portland uh, i spent a good amount of time in denver um mm -hmm. Phoenix, wow. baltimore boston atlanta all over the place it was nuts oh they oh, had yeah. you going that far east dallas oh, yeah. wow oh yeah wow yeah and we're talking like five to eight hour commutes man it was it was not oh fun. man <laughs> That's nuts. Wow. Yeah. A commuting. Yeah. Commute <laughs> life is, commute life is, is rough. You know, I, oh. personally, one of the main reasons I like being over here at, at West Air or now it's Empire uh, mm -hmm. that, that bought them and they're working for FedEx is they have the flow. And so, you know, if you're interested in going into like FedEx, 
you do some time on the caravan, you do, uh, I think like a year on the ATR and then mm -hmm. you get the flow into FedEx mainline, flying their jets. Wow. So that was awesome. one of them. So that was one of the main reasons I went there. The 208 going from the PC 12, is a little bit of a downgrade, <laughs> you know, we, we, we lost <laughs> the bathroom, no more bathroom. I'm like, wow, man, if it doesn't have a bathroom, I don't, I don't even know. How to <laughs> and then, we're no longer at the flight levels now. We're cruising at like 11, 12. Oh, you're up, you're up there in the 172s with me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sweating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing better than coming into an airport and they're like, uh, what's the max speed you can give me? And we're like, eh, we can knock out like 250. You know, now I'm just like, eh, maybe 140, 150. <laughs> and they're like, slow down for the caravan. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> but yeah um, i mean right now is a great time you know it's an interesting thing because normally everyone will tell you you know hey just wherever you're at stick it out go for the airlines you know they're right now but what a lot of people don't realize is you, you lose a lot of that life that you get when you go with them yeah. you know i've mm -hmm. i've definitely learned that um one of the things is this company, they pay better than your typical first officer, significantly better. Sure. You know, they're slowly trying to come up with the times as they realize it's harder to keep people once these big companies start throwing out a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You're getting, you're getting a lot of that, you know, PIC turbine time, which is like golden for you, man. Gold. I mean, mm -hmm. Just even coming in from the right seat from my last gig, coming to this gig, you know, I had so many people that were ringing that, were calling me, offering me jobs because they're just like, all right, you got that time. You know the basics. We know you're not going to be struggling in uh, classes or. Right. You know, and we can so work I, with you. Exactly. So that helps. Yep. That helps a lot. And um, it's helped me a good amount, you know. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, with my first company, you know, it was just poor management. And, you know, just like oh, yeah. with, you know, a bad school, bad CFI, they can really sour it for you. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've flown with a good number of guys who've come from these companies that where I'm like, oh, I want to be at that company. And they're like, yeah, I would reconsider that because <laughs> the management, man, they just, they're not good. Rough, the management's man. just going to make your life yeah. a living hell. And they just really, it, it can ruin, it can sour it for you. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm still moving forward. You know, it's it's an interesting gig. It's an interesting gig. You know, it's, sure. a, it's a fun job, you know, and the 208, you know, is a fun, just, I like how you can pretty much throw around that 208, like a 172, really. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's yeah. a tough bird for sure. Yeah. I've, I've had, I've had a good, I've had a good number of them where I was just like, yeah, in the PC 12, that landing would not have been kosher. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if, if we loaded two away, she could take it. <laughs> yeah. She, she's a tough bird for sure. <laughs> What's up? Uh, what are your again? Um, those that have just joined, uh, thanks for joining. We're on with Philip, um, freighter pilot based here in Southern California, also content creator. Uh, check out his channel and whatnot. Also, an avid flight simmer. Uh, we talked about that earlier as well. Uh, Philip, what, what are your routes? I know I, I've seen them, you know, based on uh, the stuff that you post, but tell the people sort of what are your routes, especially those that are familiar with Southern California. Where are you flying these days? Well, I'm based out of Ontario. Uh, we fly to places like Santa Maria, uh, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo. We go as far as uh, Imperial, which is, you know, down there. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, we'll go way down there. John, uh, familiar with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do some inland stuff. We'll go up to, um, what is that, uh, Inukern, which is over there by China Lake. We'll do uh, Bishop. 
which is you know not too far from was that Mammoth yeah. or whatever over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're based. We pretty much cover all of of California. So if you're based out of like Ontario, you can fill in for uh, San Diego. San Diego does the San mm-hmm. Diego to Imperial. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. past week, I filled in for uh, Oakland, and so oh, wow. Oakland mm-hmm. does wow. um, uh, Visalia. They do. Um, what is the name of that small town up north? They do um, Uniclete, or not Uniclete? That's, oh. that's Alaska. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! It's way up there. Yeah, it's way up there. Yeah. Let's go away, man. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> Ukiah. That's the name of it. Ukiah. Ukiah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do Ukiah. Um, if you do Sacramento, you'll do more of the northern, mm-hmm. like. Crescent City, Arcata, Reading, Ukiah, mm-hmm. all those small towns up there. Uh, yeah, we just we fit in those small feeder stuff. We we get the uh, the big heavies, all those MD 11 767s that fly mm-hmm. in from like Memphis, and they basically mm-hmm. just break them down, and we hit up all those uh, southern areas. Yeah, small gotcha. gotcha. areas. Gotcha. Wow, yeah. too cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty that's pretty cool <laughs> long way to go into 208 for sure charlie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, man we're real psyched right now because um you know the atr requires you to have your atp in order to get to get in there right uh but we've got the 408 coming soon so the curry the oh, sky really? curry or yes like that? yeah no oh, y'all are getting it Sweet. yeah so we're supposed to be getting two of them uh in the next few months by the end of supposedly within the next year if not the end of next year they're trying to phase out the majority of the uh two weeks wow. yeah That's so what neat. they're gonna do is they're gonna do the four they're gonna do the 408 and then a chaser 208 and for like uh pickups and ad hocs and stuff like they, they need an extra uh plane but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, real excited for the 408. You know, oh, single pilot, yeah. prop. It's gonna be nice. It takes up like three times the load of the 208. Sure. Yeah, right. so sure. it's all glass. Oh, I was just gonna oh, say, yeah. I bet it's all glass in there. Yeah, Johnny's favorite. Nice. <laughs> oh, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> man, but when you think about it, guys, those two getting up in age, man. I mean, those things. They are. They've, they've been, been around. A while. They've been sitting them for been quite been some time. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so you know FedEx, FedEx makes their money, right? You know, they still flying those MD 11s. And, you know, <laughs> I showed my girl the MD 11, and I was like, that's like a 50 year old plane almost right now. Oh, yeah. For a minute, and they yeah. run that thing every day. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think every they'd ever day. get rid of 727s. They finally got rid of those like a few <laughs> years ago. What's the eight three hundreds, man? Those things about, I mean, they're heck, they're older than me. So, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're FedEx. They, that's what the three hundreds are. They that old, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they came out in the seventies, didn't they? Or something? Wow, seventies yeah, or eighties or something? Yeah, yeah. They're old. Things are old, they're old, man. They FedEx. They 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 are not in the business of, of being wasteful. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. So you know, that's awesome. I was actually just saw something on Instagram. I follow Cessna. They posted something on the four eight nine. Got to looking at it. I'm like, man, that's a slick machine. Yeah. That's a slick. What's that thing? What's that thing? True out at Philip? You know? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some research here. Mike, man, you over there? You're already on it. I'm already on it. Already on it. Looks like yeah. she trues out. Is that two thirty? No. Way. Oh. oh wow. Why? No, nah, that can't be right. 
I mean, that's one of the things when you, you get a lot of guys, especially if you're looking to go to the main lines, it really comes down to you really want to get that that twin time, right? You want to get that twin oh, yeah. turbo, that twin jet time. Absolutely. And so once they get that 408, you know, it's it's going to oh. be more of an encouraged to keep guys on and right. stay for the main lines, and it's just going to be more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. She trues out at 200, it looks like. Okay. That's, hey, yeah. that's an improvement, man. That's, I'll yeah, take that's that cool. over. Over uh, what the old two and I, and I'm knocking on my, I'm knocking on the old girl, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll so take two hundred over there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're supposed to be uh, getting rid of their ATR forty sixes, so the shorter, stubbier oh. ATRs. Right, right. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna get rid of those guys and fill them with like two four oh eights. Okay. Cheaper to operate, easier to get pilots in and on them. Get pilots yeah, in. Of yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I like that too. There's also like a flow program as well. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. even more of an incentive to stay, you know, and mm-hmm. do your time and then transition over. You know, oh, yeah. man, that's 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 an awesome, awesome program. Mm-hmm. Awesome program. So I'm going into um you know, and you know, and again, what's what's cool about this? And I was just like, you know, I've been wanting to get you on for quite some time, Philip, because you know, we you, you go through your channel. There's almost kind of like a working, you know, like your your, your career progression, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the page here, man. And you know, I'm, you know, I um, I got my commercial, you know, uh, like in the late 2000s. So YouTube really was it YouTube out back then? No, I was kind of like in the no, yeah, yeah it was like barely. What? Yeah, Man. I still remember MySpace. So I don't know. God, no. Anyway, <laughs> um, so but you know, there was really no one to kind of follow in that on that level. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. had the word of mouth, you know, yeah. whatnot. But you know, just you know, just following your channel. You know, I even see a lot of your flight sim content as well. Oh, yeah. uh, shout out to the PMDG seven three seven. Yes, yeah. shout out to them. She's yeah, a standard. Right? We, gotta, we gotta try yeah. to make it as good as a <laughs> level. That's gonna be. Is it as good as a PMDG? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. So I mean, I think it's just. I think it's really cool. As far as the um, as far as your your channel is mm-hmm. concerned, um, do you still plan on um, continuing? Because I mean, we're even seeing like actual line videos, which I think is just mm-hmm. gold for, you know, those aspiring aviators who, you know, are just curious to kind of see what it's like. And I think you show a facet of the industry that not many people really think about. You know, yeah. we typically think about, you know, as a commercial aviator on the line, you know, doing regular passenger operations, but no one really thinks about, you know, the 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 cargo side of things and more specifically on the feeder routes i mean there's tons tons of little feeder operations out there that you know are running you know the metro liners beach 1900s you know and they you know they are responsible for making a lot of those you know future mainline drivers as well you know and when you when you're just getting your commercial, and I'm gonna jump off my uh, jump off my soapbox here in a minute, but <laughs> just you know, just getting your commercial, you know, I mean, when you're in that mode of man, I'll fly anything. I mean, you know, these these are you know these are some of the companies, you know, you you know you want to look at for sure. Um, but you know, I, I, I digress. But yeah. <laughs> going back to your channel. Um, Oh, what are your plans for your channel? Do you plan on continuing uh, uh, continuing uh, your content as you're you know as you're progressing through your career? 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, just yesterday I, I had a message where somebody was like, wait, you're no longer driving for Greyhound? And I'm like, yeah, that was years ago. Years ago. No longer there. What do you I mean, you know, I try to share, you know, just some of the views, you know. Sure. One of the things that you, you really got to learn, you learn from day one, if you're even out of thinking of getting into an airplane is you got to love it, you know? So I oh, love yeah. it. I, oh, I, yeah. I love when people watch it and people are like, oh my God, I, I wish I tried to, I'm trying to try, create the stuff that when I was watching, I wish somebody would have shown me, you know? Right. You know, I, I was literally in flight school, flying around and seeing the 208 sitting on the corner and being like, oh God, how cool it'd be just to mm -hmm. even just hop in one of those and just see what it's like, you know, cruising around, you know, yep. it's, it's so funny, you know, cause it's like, uh, so I, I try, I'm trying to share some of that stuff, you know, as much as I can, you know, as much as you can. Right. Right. Absolutely. Trying to show, you know, some of the places we go to, some of the some of the operations we do, you know, without, you know, getting too crazy and getting myself right. in trouble. Uh, right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I, you know, I just didn't see too many people, you know, that there were just, isn't. hey, there do isn't. a cool 360 video of you landing into just some random. I was airport. just going to say that, man. I saw your recent 360 <laughs> video and I'm like, why aren't more people doing this? Like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> this, is, this is so cool. If you don't, if you have a VR set, man, put that bad boy on and watch it. And watch oh it God. through there. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to look at it. Yeah, YouTube wow. VR, it's, it's it's so cool. I love it. And oh, wow. It's just constantly encouraging that that love, mm -hmm. you know. Especially, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're getting ready for that check ride. You you maybe you're taking a little long on that, you know, private landings and you're just going to be like, "Oh god, why, why am I even doing this?" And then you watch a little video like that and you're like, "That's why I'm doing it. That's what I want to be doing." That's why? You yeah. know. <laughs> you know, one of the reasons yep. this was one of my dream jobs was there was a guy full gray head of hair flying out of Alaska flying the 208s and I was like, "Yeah. I could see myself doing that." I would love to do that. Mm. And, you know, it was just, sure, I'd love to get to the Jets, but, you know, right here is, this is where I want to be. I love this right now. And oh, just yeah. moving that step, that step by step, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I always tell people, you know, hey, if there's something you want to see, you know, and I can show it, feel free, you know, to hit me sure. up, you know, and I'll see what I can do. For sure. For awesome. sure. what my dream aircraft is to fly. Yeah, we got a question from uh, Charlie <laughs> here. What What is uh, your, your your dream aircraft, man? Ooh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny because when I started, I was always kind of a weirdo. You know, I was a big fan of the ATRs. I love huge twin turboprops. You know, so if I could get into a twin turboprop, I could see some time in that for a bit. You know, like the ATR. I'd love to be an ATR captain and do that for a bit. Um, I've never seen myself wanting to go much bigger than maybe uh, a 7.3. Um mm -hmm. As I've spent more time commuting, I kind of, mm -hmm. I, I was kind of one of those people where I was like, hmm, maybe a small jet cruising up and down sure. the West Coast. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I was really, I was really hyped to go Sky West because I really wanted to be on the E one forty five, the E one forty five rear jet. Oh yeah, beautiful. But then they started transitioning all the guys over to the 175s. The 175s, and, yeah. Yeah, and now I talked to a couple guys, and they're like, oh, bro, the 175 has been – it's a beautiful plane to fly, but they're like, it's been brutal. He's like, we're no longer doing L.A. to San Francisco, San Francisco to Reading and back. He's like, now we're oh, yeah, doing those to Denver, Denver to Chicago, Chicago really? to Boston. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And like, it's been 
getting crazy right now. Uh, United, I heard there was a rumor that United was trying to buy as many E-175s to replace their 7.3s because it was cheaper to run two E-175s than it is 1.7s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was like the FAA came in and told them they were like, no, that would clog up the airways. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nuts. So – yeah, I think if I could get in the ATR, I think I'd be happy with that for a bit. You know, it's a nice big plane, not mm. super fast, but you know, it's still a fun You'll big get there. Yeah, I, I don't like <laughs> it too easy. I don't like it too easy. You know, I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a Boeing fan. You know, I don't like oh, the size. Just kill me today. Mike's over there hurt, man. My mic's hurting. Every answer he's giving, I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was jumping with uh, I jumped on, I think it was a, a American, it was an A320, and the captain's like breaking out the table and making tuna fish sandwiches. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she, man. She didn't even touch the, she literally chilling. took off, got like a thousand feet up, turned on autopilot, and didn't even turn it off until she got like 200 feet. And I'm like, yeah, you can't do that at 7.3. You still got to manhandle that thing a little bit. You know, oh, but, you know, URJ, you still got to manage your power. You, you got to fly. Yeah, yeah, fly. Yeah, fly. I bug my, yeah. I bug my buddies uh, to this day uh, coming into Visalia. A lot of the guys will just do the RNAV one, two in, and it's just a straight right. in. Mm-hmm, and I'm right. like, dude, I'm like, everybody's taking three, zero. I'm going to join the pattern and I'm going to fly three, zero in. And they're just right. like, why are you doing all that? That's more work. And I'm like, I want to be able to fly the bloody plane and not forget right. how to handle it. You know? Phillip's, <laughs> Phillip's a pilot pilot, man. It's true, man. Listen, like, I saw Johnny over there grinning and Charlie in the from chat cracking here, up. Like, <laughs> over every, here. every answer you gave, like, you're a man after this guy's own heart. I'm the opposite, man. I, I love the full glass. I love the, yeah, the, the awesome, you know, the, the technology awesome. that are in some of these new and more modern aircraft. I'm a huge Airbus fan. Um, versus Boeing, so you, you know, it, it, again, it's it, it's to each their own. But I, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I love the I love the avionics. I love the the um, the 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 additional situational awareness. Like for me, it's not even about like being lazy or you know making things easier than it has to be. Although there are some out there to your point. Exactly, <laughs> there are those out there to your point where it's just like you know they they're gotten so accustomed to. Uh, the crutch, if you will, that if something were to go wrong, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just like that added situational awareness. If I can get in that mm-hmm. cockpit and not have to worry about or not worry about, right? You should be worrying about everything, but not have to babysit a component of that flight um, yeah. or for a period of time in that flight. I think mm-hmm. it's helpful. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's there, sort of as was I, their I goal, right? You know, yeah, exactly. As, 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 as yeah. was their goal. I mean, once we once you get to that level of transportation, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about efficiency. And I think Airbus Industries mm-hmm. did an amazing job on creating an efficient machine. You know, not pilots airplane. We all, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, although some pilots love flying it. From what I've told me, think we have Robert on a while back. He loves the I Airbus, mean, she, man. Yeah, she's a joy. She's a joy to hand fly. But, you know, I think for those of us and, you know, you're at a point in your career where you're really looking to um, get as much stick time as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably not, you know, no, the direction true. you want to go. Not right. saying that at some point later down the line, you're like, you know, I'd like to get in some, you know, larger, more sophisticated equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, the option is always there. They're not going anywhere. In fact, they're probably going to get better, yeah. you know, but 
Um, I, I know for me, that was kind of, that was kind of my thing on it. Um, you know, even when I would say probably some of the best times I remember was when I was on the South 340 and I mean, just really just kind of being in, you know, actually aviating, like, you know, navigating through the weather. I mean, of course you're in turbo prop, right? You're going to be in the weather, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, and, you know, just, you know, jump seating on, you know, the. A320s and actually I had the opportunity to um I th- I would say probably from a turbo fan perspective probably my next step up would be the Avros the mm-hmm. yeah I had worked for they also had some Avros in system and you know just before they went away and it was it was phenomenal air, mm-hmm. aircraft to watch and that was it was a pilot's airplane I mean most of the systems were you know were, were still fairly Early manual, but then you know, here goes the you know, I guess. Well, at the time, you know, the CRJ, and then now, you know, you got the jet series, and um, it's 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 getting more to the point to where you know the automation is there for you know the from you know to make you more efficient, but at the same time, you know, I think it's even you know more difficult to be mindful of okay, let me you know, let me let me see if I can shoot this approach instead of you know, um, you know leveraging the you know the automation too much right you know just to keep mm-hmm. that proficiency there but um going back to um the whole embraer thing i actually took a flight and this is a long trip i took a flight from um dallas fort worth to tallahassee florida i mean it was Yeesh. like a 700 700 wow. mile trip in a 175 i mean they mm-hmm. are sending the heck they're sending the crj 900s like that I took one of yeah. pennsylvania really and a 900 oh my lord it was awful i think there's a monterey to dallas in the crj 900 or something like that. yeah yeah it's something stupid yeah <laughs> oh man, man well, oh I'm, it's probably uh big stripe who's big stripe again that's a uh, JSX, isn't it? JSX. I think it's JSX that's doing that, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. I know they're doing like a Monterey to Love feel or Vegas <laughs> Ooh, to Love. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's been long days, long days, man. Well, that's, <laughs> days, what I love about, that's one of the things I love about a feeder is, you know, we're hour and a half. Boom, you know, boom, yeah. Hour and 30 minutes at the, yeah, that, you're, you're done. You're gone. You're up, so you're you, up there. So if you left Ontario in the morning and let's say you went to Santa Maria, what's your leg? You just fly back and you're done for the day or what does that look like? So typically we'll have two types of uh, runs. You'll have the uh, quick turns. And so the yeah. quick turns are we'll go out there and you'll you, – so we'll, we get started about like 5.30, typically take off at around 6.30 in the morning. You'll go out there uh, and then you'll come right back. And then depending on uh, – most what's quick turns typically you'll do like either standby in the afternoon mm-hmm. or you'll pick mm-hmm. up another run. Like there's one that goes from uh, Ontario to uh, Santa Maria and then you go mm-hmm. Santa Maria to San Luis Obispo and then right back to Ontario when you're done for the day. Okay. Uh, if you have the regular run for that, for Santa Maria, you actually fly out in the morning. And then this is the interesting thing about this job is mm-hmm. sit around. You wait. Oh, wow. So we'll get there at like 9, 10 in the morning, and we will sit there. They put us up in a hotel, and we just mm-hmm. sit there until like about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. They load us up, and we get back here like around 6.30. Six so 6.30, yeah. Yeah, it's wow. kind of wow. It's kind of funny because at first, you know, I, I was talking to my dad about it, and he, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, 
I was like, yeah, it's kind of rough. You know, you got these long days that you're putting in. And I was just like, yeah, the money's okay. You know, it's not big airline money, but it's definitely better than first officer pay money. Right. And I'm like, but I'm like, you know, it's just not enough, you know, because I'm like here, it almost seems like 12 hours a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then you look at it and you're like, wait a minute. I've flown for like three hours today and I've literally just yep. sat in a hotel, took a nap <laughs> yep. and then came back for like the majority of the day. And you're like, when you think of that way, it's kind of cake, you know, it can be a little right, hard on right. the family. It depends on, it's the perspective. It's sure. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But it's great because it is a five day a week job. You typically, most of the runs ah. you do it Monday through Friday and most of the, most of the room you got Saturday and Sunday and you have all holidays off. So it's, it's oh, man. sure like that. Yeah, oh, man, that's wow. That's sweet. That is sweet. Definitely my, gotta talk to you, Philip, after this. Yeah, yeah, my, my <laughs> Oh man, wow. but you're right, man. I, you guys do get started pretty early, man. Because yeah. if you ever, for those in the area, if you ever get an early flight out of Ontario, I think the earliest airline flight is probably like six thirty or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But man, you see all those feeders they're, they're lining up down the, the taxiway, dude. It's like eight, nine of them, just yeah, one behind the other. I'm like, yep, it's FedEx time. <laughs> Sometimes we they, they, they get you stuck with the flow because they want to get you out of the way of like the LAX traffic. Yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. you'll be sitting there on the ramp for like 30, 40 minutes Never. just trying to flow yeah. out with just UPS, Ameriflight, FedEx. Mm -hmm. They're just all lined up. Lined up. <laughs> Yeah. All leaving the same time, and then wow. you got that one little Southwest trying to go to Vegas. Yeah, or, <laughs> trying to get or, to Vegas. Or, what's that early Southwest flight? Like six thirty? I think San Jose. It was like a six thirty five days a week in the San Jose. I'm just like, oh man, it's nuts. I mean, those mainline guys got it even rougher because those mainline guys they'll land at the Ontario at like three four a.m. in the morning just for Ooh. us to unload and get in. So they're, they're wow. getting those rough hours. Yeah, I've heard that, man. They got some graveyards, boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In fact, yeah, yeah. actually, one of the DPEs over at Cable, he flies for Mainline. I think it's UPS. And, yeah, man, he gets in at, like, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes oh, sense. My. That makes sense. Know. You know what, guys? Th that's probably why most of the aircraft are still semi-older, because if you had an A320 freighter, man, there'd be some folks sleep. Hear me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, man. Do it <laughs> Wasn't there a story that about that recently? Didn't like the pilot and co-pilot fall the first time? I think that was fall asleep. I think that was like in was that in Europe? They were flying. No, to yeah, it was Europe somewhere. But I think yeah. it was an Airbus, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, they yeah, fell asleep. Yeah. I think so they're not they, too far off, Johnny. Yeah, I think they, they were trying to, and everything, man. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to say it was a ra bad radios, and they ended up on the seat. <laughs> Wake me up, top of drop, right? Top of drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your FO's gone too, man. Oh my gosh, recipe you know, for disaster. Back oh, to your God. Airbus point. Um, you know, I talked to a good number of guys on the main line when I was jumping on a regular, mm -hmm. and I tell you what. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, you gotta get on that A three fifty. They said that's like the top of the line right oh, there. They love that thing, man. Creme de la creme. Love it. Oh, flying oh, computer, man. You think they? You think the three twenty series is? Oh man, that thing. Uh, that three fifty is sweet. I've been in the cockpit. Fortunate to be in a cockpit of that thing and talk to uh, the pilots, man. It, mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a sweet gig. But I think really. Only Delta from the from uh, a yeah, the big Delta. four. I think it's just Delta with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good How place. Is, 
Everyone else I, is overseas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I follow this one guy, man. He's a 350 driver. I think he showed he showed the avionics, but now I mean he climbed into the avionics. Oh, avionics bay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, you know, Philip, you're familiar with you know you're you're not you're has an IT background, but it looked like a data center in there. I mean, oh, yeah. no joke. Oh it yeah, like a data oh, yeah. Center. it is. I man. mean, it was insane. I, yeah, wouldn't, the, I wouldn't be mad to try it out. <laughs> Yeah. No, oh no, oh no, no. When you consider no. the amount, the sheer amount of information it's passing mm-hmm. back and forth to, mm-hmm. to those planes, man, I, I'd imagine it's a data center, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd it's imagine. insane. So, but however, gentlemen, really me this. So, you remember the conversation? Um, so, uh, Philip, on our, uh, our previous shows, we've had uh, Robert, who's, uh, who's an Airbus driver, mm-hmm. and um, he mentioned that if you turned off and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, because you know I, I tend to you know, <laughs> my mind seems to slip a minute a little bit. But um, computers, yes, exactly. You filled all the computers. You're pretty much <laughs> essentially unable to fly the aircraft. I'm wondering if you know perhaps that the uh, latest generation of the uh, with the 350. I wonder if they've been able to add some level of redundancy. Now, okay, you know, of course we can, uh, you know, from a Chances perspective, the odds of that happening are slim to nil, probably. However, got three computers, <laughs> right? However, you know, anything man made is subject to failure, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes three times. So, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if you know, there's some sort of manual revision that they've actually added in the 350. Um, I think that'll probably be the only thing that would kind of, you know, have me kind of wondering, but. You know, so she flies with no once the flyby wire f- fails. Are you saying I can't remember what he said, but are you saying yeah. there's no sort of ability to fly like there's no sticking since, rudder? Like you're since done. there's flyby uh, wire, right? You know, there's nothing to translate your inputs to outputs mm, on the flight controls. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some sort of manual system that you, you can handle something. something like that. Yeah. Something. Something you would think, yeah. We're gonna have to ask Robert. Yeah, funny enough, though. Uh, funny enough, though. Uh, during Mm -hmm. my training for uh, and for these guys, one of the hardest parts for me was Mm -hmm. one of the things I had to do was I had to do entering the pattern and Mm -hmm. entering, uh, yeah. So I had to enter the pattern, crossing Mm -hmm. over an airport, and entering the pattern and land all Mm -hmm. by autopilot. Right, really, oh. yeah, and so it just freaked me out because I'm like, <laughs> right. like, like, you're behind right. doing this, and I'm like, dude, I was like, I would never use autopilot to enter a pattern. Why are we even using right. an autopilot yeah. to do this 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 approach here? And he's just like, they just want to make sure that if something happens, you can, you know how to use it, and you can use it. And I'm like, I just right, wouldn't. I wouldn't, I would hand fly, <laughs> I would waste my time mm-hmm. letting the autopilot do something when the autopilot it's nice, it does it slowly and smoothly. I'm like, no, I want to get that bank in, I want to get it on the numbers, and it's just doing all types of crazy stuff, you know. <laughs> I guess you just got to get used to that. All the stuff, all sticking other guys just got to be used to just being like, all right, it's gonna land, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's you know, gotta gotta you know. I think we kind of learned that in an instrument, also. You know, mm-hmm. trusting trusting your equipment, and mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, just kind of you know letting it do its thing. But no, I I I, I couldn't imagine. You know, it's yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know your instincts. You know, like disengage and and, and yes. fly it. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I I could could not imagine, Philip. 
Yeah. Could not imagine. <laughs> so just just to segue, I know we've been airplaning for most of the show. Um, <laughs> pilots, um, man, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I did want to get your take, Philip. As mm-hmm. far as flight simulator platform, mm-hmm. what's your flavor? What's your preference? Well, I am a diehard explainer. I just feel that personally, a lot of the physics, a lot of the planes mm-hmm. are just at that level that mm-hmm. you know microsoft and i you know it's not even bef- even before 2020 i kind sure. of felt that some of the microsoft planes were a little more on rails they weren't as responsive sure. as i wanted them to be mm-hmm. uh even with x planes some of the sometimes you know with certain planes you got to put in like that experimental mode right right it brings back that weight and that heaviness mm-hmm. of that, that you get with it um so yeah that's always that's still my main thing I, mm-hmm. I do. I have been transitioning and spending a little more time. I'm a big uh, virtual airline guy. Sure. You know? oh, nice. I, yeah, awesome. I fly with the virtual uh, Southwest, virtual United. Awesome. Um, awesome. I also do uh, Walker and all that stuff. Okay, and, cool. Uh, and so, you know, I try to keep things by the numbers, do routes, do all that fun right. stuff. And uh, I personally am like, I'm a huge junkie. I've got, I like to do the appropriate route. With the appropriate plane, right? You get like some people. I'm on stay away, dude. I'm on flight aware. I I, I have to dial them to the point where I'm leaving that same gate. Exactly. I I, I love that same thing. I am the same way. I told told my girl, I said, there's sometimes I spend more time just getting ready for the flight than actually doing the flight, you know? All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, X-Plane has been my main thing. I do a whole heavy modded. You know, I do the ortho sceneries. I've got oh, a bunch yeah. of right. sceneries. I've probably got like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars, if not a thousand or so, and just oh, yeah. market airplanes. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. For uh, FS2020, I've been doing, like I said, PMDG has been right. you know, a really good plane. I've been doing a, a more Southwest flights than that. Um, right. I do enjoy the the a, the new Phoenix the Phoenix, Phoenix? A320. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that with some of my United flights, so that's been pretty fun. Uh, there's still mm-hmm. a few little things, few little bugs that I, I, I kind of hope they would sure. update. I've been had yeah. some issues that I'm trying to they're trying to get uh, uh, out. The CRJ is right. definitely the only thing that bugs me with the CRJ is mm-hmm. sometimes on short final and on that ILS, it just likes to dive right into the bloody ground. Oh my gosh, it, yeah. that's been an issue since since Day uh, well, one. since beta. Yeah, don't ask us how we know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that scenery, and I I would definitely say FS twenty twenty has been my VFR fly a lot of the time. If I would go VFR, you know, get those beautiful sceneries, it's 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 top notch. You can't beat it. It just comes down to the I need. I'm at forty thousand feet. I need that systems. I'm you know. I just I gotta I gotta stick with X plane. I just gotta give it love. I know. Yeah, I it's, know. it's tough, man. We were talking about this before you got on, Philip. Uh, Johnny and I were like, man, I think I'm going to uninstall P3D and x Then it's like, <laughs> damn, but like, when you really want that level of immersion for these airliners, man, it's like, x is yeah. where it is. It, it's tough to get that same feeling in 2020. 2020 is on its way. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's oh, yeah. getting there, but uh, it, it's certainly, certainly uh, tough to sort of just put x-plane to bed and say all right i'm gonna be a 2020 guy but yeah. to, your, to your point i use it the same way 
explain mostly for the those airliner ops and uh ga man i love 2020 i love getting up and Mm -hmm. you know doing a flight to an airport i haven't been before before i go out and do it in the real world just to get my bearings a bit Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's 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 great for that i mean you got oh i'm sorry i'm sorry phil no i was gonna say yeah uh you got like (laughs) You get those companies like Reality XP sometimes that just really just oh, yeah. knock it up a notch. You know, when I was in the PC12, there were things that once you install that Reality XP where, yeah, if you hit the inverter by mistake uh, as part of your startup, it just kills your autopilot and mm-hmm. it doesn't come back until you shut down and reset it. Like, reset. You know, yeah. yeah. So wow. level of, yep. Yeah. And but I mean, I'm really looking forward to, to Coronado's PC12. I'm hoping it's on that <laughs> yeah, I think it's nice. I've never flew a Coronado. Um, I've never owned a Coronado product, man, but man. it looks gorgeous. But I've heard like they're known for their looks, but there's certain mm-hmm. times, man, yeah. where they, they it's not as dialed in as you think it would be. So yeah. we'll yeah. see. It, it, it takes a company like Rea- Reality XP to really kind of because I think what they did is they, they did it for the X Plane version, but they kind of mm-hmm. But you had Coronado's PC12, but the back end was like Reality XP's, and they mm. and so they they injected uh, the system simulation, mm-hmm. and it's that was that was my go-to PC12 yeah. sim for ages. So yeah. I'm I'm really I'm look I'm hoping that they were able to really get some help with mm-hmm. their you know the dynamics in their systems because if it flies and performs just as good as it looks, mm-hmm. game changer. Yeah. Nice. Game changer for sure. Nice. Yeah, abs- absolutely. But I know, I know that you know. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I typically use um, 2020 for my GA, mm-hmm. but you still got some companies over on the X plane side. You get like Hot Start with yeah. their TBM, and then they messed around and dropped the 650 because I can't mm-hmm. do, I can't put down. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the uh, and uh, they another I think we're X Aviation, but um, Toga mm-hmm. just released a Mitsubishi MU2. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days ago, and I've been flying the snot uh, thing since it dropped. With because there's not many simulations out there that um, re- that simulate the um, the gear turboprops well, like the gear the TPE 331s, and um, they they did a really good job with it. And then it just flies so well. Oh my gosh! Explain. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to uh, tame that beast of an MD11? Oh my gosh! I had, I had, you know, so I, had, I had, I had PMDGs MD11 years ago, and I was, and Mike, Mike's heard me gripe, you know, we needed MD11, and we finally get one, and I've been on the fence ever since, man. I, I just, it, it definitely I, takes some, some getting used to. It's, a, you got to learn the quirks. You got to learn the quirks. Yeah, but I, I still can't put that thing. I still can't grease that thing down. You know, it's so funny because I'm like, I'll come close, and it always just wants to slam the heck out of it. And I've I've talked to real guys, and they were like, Oh yeah, no, it's a pain in the butt to put that plane down. It is really? not a fun plane to fly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and that's that's McDonald Douglas for you. Like even they're in the eighty and all mm-hmm. those, they just have those like isms that you know yeah. make them unique and different from any other uh, commercial aircraft out there. Mm-hmm. So I may have to check it out. I may have to yeah. check it out for sure. Says so, you know, Mike's pretty much disowned explaining. I'm going to put you out there like that. <laughs> I may have it disowned it, man. I, I, you know, like like I said, man, those air, the airline ops, man. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I love PMDG. I think the the system. You know the depth of simulation behind your systems have always Pro been labs. incredible. Mm-hmm. FSX P3D 
same in 2020, solid plane, but it just lacks mm-hmm. some immersion. And I think part of that 2020 yeah. is to blame a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, there definitely needs some work. Now, as you go fire up that Zebo and X plane, oh. and that is a whole nother ball game. Oh, yeah. Like, whole nother ball game. You know, yeah. who am I to say what a 737 flies and feels like? I've never flown one in real life, but man, right. I can like. I think it's close, right? You can imagine it flying a lot much closer (laughs) than you know what we have in those other sims. So again, I love going to 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 explain to do that. Um, The Tolis is not FS Labs, but it still Mm -hmm. is you know a pretty solid um, A320 uh, rendition as well. I love the Neo. I love their regular 321. So you know, explains hanging around. It's hanging around. Yeah, 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 it's hanging around. I will admit. I will admit. I, I don't see people really messing with it as much. I have been enjoying the Mad Dog in 2020. Right. It goes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it came out that. and everyone like completely forgot about it. I yeah. think because it bucked yeah. up against PMDG's release. Like, I think later, so, right? too. I yeah, think everyone, so, too. And, and then Phoenix. So. Yeah. yeah. I would, I do Phoenix. I would say it's just just slightly. It's so close to being study level compared to uh, – really. Compared mm-hmm. to the rotate, I think rotate's still right. a little more complex and a little more. Uh, you got to be, you got to know the systems a little bit better. Right, um, right. Where, like, if you don't have it set up just right, you can't start the rotate MD8. Oh, yeah. It just won't, mm-hmm. it won't even come on. Where right, right. The, 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 the FS2020, you can kind of mess around with it and it'll start up, right. you know, if you don't have it set just right. But right. I, it flies well, you know. I, I like, I like the, I like the the retroness of it. Something about just, you know, cruising into a big busy airport and just having all those old switches and knobs. And oh yeah, and of, you're busy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, it's. it's been, I say it's been my number two plane. The the MD eighty. Obviously, the PMDG has taken over as my main, you know, virtual airline <laughs> flyer. But yeah, the MD eighty has been a, is a fun little retro flyer for me. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, no one really talks about it. And that was that was my favorite word. And it's funny, and like that company has been around for shoot almost like 20 years in the industry. Wow. So, you know, there's there, but there's it's a niche, and it's MDA. You said it yourself, Mike. The MDA is a niche airplane. You know, I mean, yes. you know, very very few. If you know, <clears throat> most some people hadn't heard of it, but you mm-hmm. know, just you gotta be you gotta be kind of really, you know feeling that flavor, you know, yeah. and, um, it, 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 I ain't gonna lie. It does for me as well, Philip, yeah. you know, I, man, I, I was well, those for a while. I couldn't, I couldn't put that thing down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does it for you guys, but and, and certain people for that sort of era, because like that, you guys grew up around it. You've seen <laughs> it, you've flown on. I've never been on an MD 80 in my entire uh-huh. life. Right. So I can't relate it, relate to it. And going back to what mm-hmm. Philip was saying, like, you know, he centers some of his flight simming around like the real world route, the same right. equipment, et cetera, et cetera. You can't right. do that today with yeah. the MD80 because who's flying it? And I think no. they underestimate the fact that a lot of the community, even if they're not cognizant of it, that's how right. they select their mm-hmm. flights as well. Like they're oh, going to yeah. fly something that maybe they went on vacation last week mm-hmm. with the family and they got back yep. home and they said, mm, I want to mimic that flight. 
nine mm. times out of ten is going to be in a 737, an Airbus, mm. Airbus, uh, or, or or one of those or more CRJ. modern planes, yes, or yeah. CRJ. That's or sad, isn't it? Like, what happened to the variety? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like four airplanes. COVID yeah. accelerated it, man. A lot of those planes are going to retire anyway, and COVID yeah. just really accelerated that, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Like, no 757. Nobody talks no, about it. Barely, or 756. Oh, my gosh. Don't Delta's still sending the 767s and the 757s. American to a degree as well. But I, I get yeah. two to three years, man, where, again, they're going to start moving those routes to the Neos or yeah. the Maxes. I, I got excited the other day. I was uh, not too long ago. I was in Denver mm-hmm. and I saw Lufthansa still rocking the A340s. I was like, no way! What? Yeah, they got an A three forty flying out of Denver for Lufthansa. That oh. I, I didn't even think those wow. existed anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Wow, yeah. it was Man. pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah, you you don't see those like the aircraft. You know, we grew up actually at my last MD eighty flight I took hadn't been that long. It was like two years ago. I took one up from Fort Worth to Milwaukee and. um that was it. They were they were right. gone. But no, I hadn't seen any 340s. Heck, I barely I can't really say I've seen a 747 here. No, I take that back. I take that back. No, they, I, I saw think there's a couple. Yeah, yeah there's we got them a couple here. here. Yeah, yeah, coming in LAX and yeah. in Ontario. UPS still flies the heck out mm-hmm. of them. Oh, yeah, they do. I say yeah, they do. I say my only issue right now, my biggest issue with uh Fly Sim 2020 is they they need to start policing their 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 market, man. They oh, yeah. do, yep. they, you know yeah. that like the, the you know the virtual cool those the the E one the E one seventy five. I love the SSG and the the X plane E one seventy five E one ninety. I wanted to love all the freaking flight sim twenty twenty. I was like, this is just garbage. It's unflyable. <laughs> I'm like, why are they putting yeah, this on unflyable. the market? Yep, yep. I was like, Same. these are. Yeah. yeah, I was like, these are, these sad. are these are my planes, and they're messing them up. Yeah. I I've been struggling. I'm, I've been like, how is it nobody has please fixed the seven six? I want the seven six to be a good plane, and yep. it is still garbage on flight. Yeah, and I'm like, why? I yep. want. I need to fly this plane. I need to fly this plane. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it goes back to. <clears throat> Like the the willingness to put behind, like to put your energy behind it, um, because of the demand of the community. And again, seven six is probably one of those where, and ain't it ain't the three twenty. It ain't you know the seven three seven. It's not the max. It's not something that's newer and something that you know folks are seeing to, out there in the world today. So. It's for those cargo right. dogs. Those cargo dogs. I only fly it for FedEx. So FedEx, <laughs> right. gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. FedEx Amazon, and uh, UPS are the ones who would really just fly those things the most. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, gents, I'd love to see another three hundred um, for uh, for twenty twenty. I know they're doing the uh, the three the three ten. Uh, any yeah. build is for. So oh yeah, that's right. Cool. that's right. Why why do the three ten? It's like I don't know. But it's just me. Maybe I'm just being <laughs> that biased. But it's like man, they could have totally threw that three hundred in there, and that would have been just peachy, you know. But yeah, you know, I guess beggars can be choosers. You know, maybe they're kind of using <laughs> yeah. that to kind of segue into it. But what mm-hmm. do you guys think about X Plane Twelve? You guys think it'll be you know the sim to rule them all, or just kind of kind of meander, you know, the same way Eleven's been. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> this is um, meandering for me because it's I don't yeah. know, man. I, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm personally, I'm going to be a little hard pressed to hop on it right out the gate. Right. You know, because one, I know it's probably going to break several of my my add-ons. I'm still rocking the oh, old. Yeah. I'm I'm still rocking the old Aerosoft ATR, and that thing barely works oh, in X Plane Eleven. Wow. <laughs> and so I feel yeah. like there's going to be a good number of planes that, you know. I'm pretty sure that flight factor triple seven, which is like one of my my regulars, I feel like that's gonna right. be broken. You know, right. they just came out with the seven six. And honestly, again, I feel like that was another ch- uh, cash grab right there. And Mike. so I'm like, Mike. And so, you know, you know, the willingness to really not try to get the whole um what was it? The topographic uh, scanning, the Bing maps, and all that stuff. Yeah, kinda, it's gonna hurt them a lot. Um, it's. I feel like. I think. I honestly feel like a lot of people are just gonna stick with eleven for a good minute and try to see right. if maybe, maybe next year, maybe, yeah, if it starts, if everything starts working, because that that's one of the things that had bugged me. You know, same thing with FS twenty twenty. When I think of how many times I've had FS twenty twenty break my something. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. why? Why? It was working fine. Why all of a sudden, every time I try to load this plane up, it just crashes to death. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, yeah. I, I think I'll be hard pressed <laughs> to really hop on it right out the gate. <laughs> no, I, f- I, f- I feel the same way. Like, again, another thing we were talking about just before the show started, it's like, unless they're going to come out with something that's completely rewritten mm. um, and on sort of the same playing field and we're not talking about depth of simulation i'm just talking about visuals on sort of the same playing field as fs 2020 there's no way it's going to be as successful as 2020 i think what we need to realize is in green light and charlie's been talking about some of that here in the chat is there are like levels of simulation for folks and Mm -hmm. to you know varying degrees of how folks want to experience flight sim and i think 2020 has introduced an entire new world of folks that are not avid you know right. by the book want to experience every single button switch and circuit breaker in an aircraft um right. versus and, and they're not necessarily on the other extreme of casuals either right i think there's somewhere you know in between all of that um and and that's sort of what we see today and i don't think you know austin mm. and and the folks over at x plane based on conversations and and uh you know that they've had and shows that they've been on and literature that they've written like right mm-hmm. their, their intent is not to sort of bend over backwards to please that other yeah. subset mm-hmm. um of, of folks that are kind of new into this or are trying to you know dabble into it whereas microsoft their main objective here is to make as much money as they can Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes back mm-hmm. to your point, Phil. Like you wish they would police it more. It's like yeah. to a degree, they don't care as long as they're taking yeah. uh, a subset <laughs> of those profits from whoever else is throwing that crap up on the marketplace. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. I think they need to revisit that. But mm-hmm. like it just goes to show you like if there's pros and cons to, to both the approach that Microsoft is going uh, as well as, um, you know, what X-Plane is doing. So I don't know. I, you know, I think maybe I'll get it eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, you know, I haven't sort of been up on too much of the, the recent news and the development behind it, but like, I think 2020 is going to continue to be my main sim. And, and that's just mm-hmm. because that's what I do mostly these days is fly G. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. What was surprised me was Aerofly. You know, I had oh. the last, 
Yeah, I had the last Aerofly, and I know mm -hmm. it wasn't perfect. That I, you know, for me, you know, a systems guy, you know, like I, I need every button and switch to work. I wanted right. it to go close. It wasn't perfect, mm -hmm. but for a limited area, you know, I think they mostly cover just like parts of Southern California and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think they also did a little bit in the East Coast. It actually wasn't mm -hmm. bad. You know, they had some pretty oh, wow. good ortho uh, scenery. The planes were mm -hmm. a little floaty, but they really tried hard. I was actually mm -hmm. surprised that they came out with a new one, the new mm -hmm. Aerofly. And uh, I'm, I'm almost curious to see what they were doing, if they expanded wow. to larger areas or what. But yeah, I think if uh, wow. if you guys get a chance, you know, try the bait. Try the, yeah, I gotta uh, check it out. You know, like I said, it's not perfect. It's not. I wouldn't put it on right. any level of they're trying to simulate physics. They're trying to simulate you know the one to one world of you know right. switches. But it's it's a nice little in a nice little inexpensive chant. They they also right. have um, the ortho scenery. Mm -hmm. They. They real, I think for them, they realized that one of their biggest things was to really dumb down a lot of the, the complexity of their scenery. Sure, sure. So you're not going to get all those hundred buildings all over the place. But the scenery mm -hmm. still looks pretty good. And the planes actually are pretty decent when it comes to the graphics. Yeah. And it, it's wow. probably one of the best VR flight sims out there. Yeah. If you're um, really, if you're really like. <laughs> I'll have to, I've seen like the ads and stuff for it, but I've never taken it serious. I'll have yeah, to, I'm going to take a look at it. One of the smoothest running sims I've ever had in VR, because I'm a big VR junkie, has been actually Aerofly. Wow. Microsoft, wow. I still get some glitches, you know, um, some artifacting and some weirdness. X-Plane right. is pretty good, but X-Plane is a, is a power hog. X-Plane somehow sure. is just so unoptimized that if you try to do something in VR, you got to have a beefy system. Otherwise, it is just a slog on your system. You know, oh, like, man. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I've always had that too, man. I try to run like things like um, enhanced skyscapes and some of that mm -hmm. other stuff, man. And okay. and I'm on that uh, sim all the time, right? If you can't maintain 20 FPS, <laughs> like your host, and I'm not running uh, a slouch of a computer, man. I got 1080 Ti. It's not the newest and latest graphics car, but it's not a slouch either, man. I can barely. I'm also running 4K, so that's probably has something to do with yeah. it. But right. I can barely maintain, you know, you know some of the. Uh, some of the add-ons that uh, you throw at X-Plane, it's just, uh, it, it barely keeps up. And again, like it goes back to, I've got to see what they're doing in X-Plane 12 to optimize some of that experience. Part of right. the reason why, you know, stuff is so bogged down today is because he refuses, and I shouldn't say he, the company refuses to sort of enhance some of the more visually appealing concepts of a flight sim, like clouds and 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 um, just overall atmospheric conditions. Um you know, the fact that I have to sort of go get an add-on to introduce snow or snow. seasons or right. like, kind of, right. you know, in 2020, I'm sorry, in 2022, it's, it's kind of absurd. So you know, mm. I've, I've got to see some of that stuff, you know, from X-Plane 12 to make me even really consider, right. you know, right. buying it and, and treating it and managing yet another sim. So we'll see. Right. Yeah, I've been kind of following it a little bit. It seems as if, I will say this, I'm not going to say that, you know, they've completely turned things around, but it seems as if, you know, Greenlight brought up a good point as well. Uh, there's another uh, Ben 
um, has been, and I will, I've looked at some few screenshots. I'll say it is an improvement over 11. I'm not going to say that, mm-hmm. oh, it's totally better than 2020, yeah. but it is a huge improvement on over 11. And for me, that's really, you know, the biggest thing I was looking for because mm-hmm. they, the physics are there. The guy, the guy has the math, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, they're, they're there. Um, but, um, you know, seasons, you know, I think they've, uh, Actually, I need to go back and read. They had a big, big interview yesterday. Um, yeah, that's what Greenlight's Austin. talking about here. Yeah, yeah. I have to go see it. I, I know I'm, I'm probably talking with old facts, so forgive yeah. me uh, for those in the chat. I know there was a big interview um, yesterday, but partly <laughs> not our fault either, right? Because you know they're so <laughs> hush hush about everything, yeah. right? You can't seem to get any sort of. of, uh, of Anyway, that's another story. Um, but yes, they did have a big interview yesterday, and I'll go back and, and take a look at that. And I, I could be proven wrong in in, in many of that, uh, many mm-hmm. of those regards. But yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, I mean, to this day, I still, uh, you know, I have friends. Where I'm like, yeah, look at FS2020. It looks amazing. All right, you want to learn how to use this 172? Let's go back to X Plane and get yeah, that the XP in here. That's true. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give you the best physics. You know, yeah, that's true. it's not going to be like that in the plane. So let's get it closer, which is explained. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, James H. mentioned something interesting. Petri doesn't offer anything meaningful. MFS, uh, Rex on flights and can't offer in terms of real life learning other than some add-ons, which haven't made it yet. Yeah, I know that that's another one. Like we, we kind of don't talk about a lot. It's usually like, X-Plane versus FS2020. 2020 versus X-Plane. Like a lot of <laughs> folks don't even introduce the P3D conversation. And it's unfortunate, but it is an older sim. It is based on FSX right. code. So mm-hmm. I get it. But, man, you've got some incredible add-ons in there like your oh, my Lord, GSX yeah. and, you know, your FS Labs. And I can't wait oh, for yeah. those things to come over to 2020 because it, it's really going to make that sim truly um, really, tie it all together. It's, it's, it's capability to tie it all together. Yep. I mean, until yeah. until PMDG came out for 2020, I was always jealous just of the the visuals of yeah. the 7.3 on P3D. I was just like, oh god, I love the Zebo, but man, it just looks so much cleaner and crisper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this day, I'm still peeved that that there's a company that has a 717. I think it's is it TSI or TDI? TF, TFDI. Yeah, TFDI. I want the seven one seven, man. <laughs> yeah, we actually had them on. We actually had them on back yeah, in February. Yeah, yeah. and they, uh, they're, they're, I think they're, they're hard got some at work things in the works. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah they're MD eleven. I'll leave it at that. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the seven five. I'm looking forward to the seven yeah. six. You know, um, I will admit though. I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I think people stop talking about it. Am I the only one that has had a broken 787 since day one? Like, I cannot get... Oh, in 2020? Plane. Yeah, in 2020. Oh, no, this is the worst plane in the sim. Uh, I don't the understand. Longitude, the Longitude took the cake for a while, but we have a mod for it now, thankfully. Yeah. and have had it for a year and a half now, but... No one has. Oh, I think Salty came out with a mod for the seven eight seven. But to your salty. point, yeah, the default, the default seven eight seven. If you compared all the default aircrafts in the sim today, till this to this day, the, the seven eight seven is the worst one in there, man. It's yeah. terrible. I will literally terrible. have flights where I'll come back and it'll be doing circles, and I'm like, yeah. what's going on with this thing? It's, like it's been a yeah. year. How did they not fix their basic default? 
it's yeah. it's unfortunate too, man, because like I, I have like a craving for heavy sometimes. I don't uh, really have the time to mm-hmm. fly those heavy routes as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But P3D, oh my gosh, man, yeah. I was sending the queen, the <laughs> the um the, the dreamliner by quality wings, which by the way, I haven't heard news from them. They should have had it in 2020 by now, but um, what else out there heavy wise and in, in P3D? Like P- that was my sim, man, for, for the heavies. Mm-hmm. X-Plane, I just never really got into the heavy game because, like, honestly, and I know this is probably controversial what I'm going to say, but the heavies in X-Plane do not compare to the heavies in P3D. They, you they, they just don't. Like, No, they don't. I'm, I'm they sorry. Don't. They, they don't. So I've never gotten into the heavies in X-Plane. And then 2020 came out, and I was like, oh, they've got a Dreamliner. This is great. I could fly a heavy in anything other than P3D. And sure enough, that thing has been broken since day mm. one. So... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, as a FedEx guy, yeah, you know, I did a lot of time in the Flight Factor Triple Seven for uh, uh, X Plane, and you mm-hmm. know, a lot of time using the. Um, it's not the salty. What's the other? What's the other seven four mod in X Plane? Um, um, trying to think. Because salty is twenty twenty, right? There's yeah, salty is twenty twenty. Yeah, salty twenty twenty. Didn't Charlie mention something about that one, uh, Mike? It's a real popular mod. I think Charlie flies the salty. These guys in the chat know what's the uh, what's the seven four, and not many people <laughs> fly it. But yeah, because I mean, I've got the SSG, and the SSG is okay. I find right. that, the the free mod for the seven four four. I think is a really good one. I can't remember the name of it. It'll come to me one of these days. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think the biggest problem was a. A lot of the the heavies, I think, were just like flight sim ports. You know, like Flight Factor came yeah. out with the sevens, the the triple seven, and it's not a terrible plane, but it's just, just they just abandoned it. They abandoned it. Yeah. They just never updated it. You know, uh, the seven six was another one where it's a nice plane, but it's mm-hmm. just been so outdated for such a long time. Long time, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I still love the seven five, but it's not a long haul mm-hmm. plane. Yeah, uh, I think the, the yeah the three ten was really sparky. There we go. Sparky, shout yep. <laughs> yeah. <Sparky>. Charlie. <laughs> Sparky's a good one. Sparky, I think, is still just like I think probably one of the best uh, uh, heavies for the seven four. You know, mm-hmm. it makes it so much better. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it completely transforms the default seven four to and it's free. It's amazing. You can't beat that. But yeah, yeah. the. <laughs> Yeah, the triple seven, it's not perfect. And you need, you need the mod the heck out of it to get it work. The heck out of it. Oh, they didn't even have the, <laughs> the mod just the reflex on it. Yeah. So that was a little heartbreaking. And then uh, you know, the A3, the A34, the three three ten, you know, that kind of brought it back, but I don't even think it's it's, it's I think the A three ten still only what like six hours or something like that. So I guess right, that was yeah. a long haul. Who's- the any is it three the three hundreds by any bills right yeah they did yeah, the any bills that one, that one I didn't get to pick up and I know Charlie and and Johnny's gonna like they've been telling me for like two years now to pick up that plane sure but have. like based on the <laughs> sure have <laughs> based on like <laughs> the streams that I've seen these guys fly and other folks like to me that's probably the best heavy yeah. and X plane like that yeah. thing looks solid it is oh, it's yeah. a good one. And it feels like it, man. The feeling is just, I've never been 300 day in my life, but Mm -hmm. if I were to imagine one, like it it would feel like that, you know, Mm -hmm. just a heavier plane, you know? Yeah. I mean, if they fix some of the autopilot issues with uh, the MD-11, I think it'd be, it'd be a pretty good heavy as well. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, the autopilot is just a little funky. Sometimes you'll try to yeah, turn turn in the wrong way, and you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I had I, I was tempted to pick up the seven six because I had the older one, right? Uh, and it, it it it's been sitting for a long time, but yeah, I just. Yeah, so, this flight factor kind of, I don't know, man. It's, and the captain kind of, <laughs> yeah. Captain Sim came and just broke my heart. Now I'm just like, I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to look at it. I bought I, I bought, told you that, man. Yeah, I bought the <laughs> 6 and I'm just like, I, I, can't even, I can't even look at those. Every time I see them, I'm just so yuck. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, I think Salty, we were talking about this before the show too. Salty came out with a mod for. Their 747 mod, they did some tweaks and you're able to apply it to Captain Sims uh 777. That makes it a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, they um, fixed they fixed the flight, they fixed some of the flight management issues. I mean, yeah. it used to be just like with the um the the seven eight where you couldn't even modify the flight plan mid-flight. Yeah. You tried to modify it and it would disappear your whole flight plan would disappear. The whole thing gone. Wow. Was, you've never tried it? Yeah, no, because oh. I seen the day when when twenty shortly after twenty twenty came out, everybody was sending a seven eight, and I saw all types of shenanigans, cartwheels. <laughs> yeah. It just like would not, it it, it, it would not airplane. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Just like, I'm just now. Nah, I'm like now. Nah, I'm not even going to waste my time. So yeah, I hadn't. Man, I hadn't even touched that. Yeah. I mean, they made, <laughs> yeah, they made a mod for the triple seven that made it a little easier to like. Yeah. And a little easier to to work with, and they've definitely fixed uh, you know a good amount of the FMC. Um, mm-hmm. But like with the seven six, you can, you can't even turn that thing on the ground. You can't taxi it. You try to taxi it. Oh bit, really? It's, it's just completely no. controllable. It it you got to put darn near like 60-70% of power just to get it moving. It's completely busted. It's, I don't understand how these guys continue to get away with releasing <laughs> product. Man. They do, man, and they've done it for like. Over a decade, like I keep telling people, stop buying it, doing, stop <laughs> buying it. No one listens, man. But they're, they're GA, Mike. They're GA. Uh, just they do, and that's what really just keeps them, you know, yeah. float. Like they'll touch Captain airplanes. Sim has no GA. What GA? What they weren't them? Yeah, weren't they known for like the FX community? The P3. Oh, I'm what sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the other C where I'm thinking Carnado. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We yeah, Captain Sim, man. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. He's buying yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> I never. I didn't know him because again, I'm an X-Plane guy. Oh, that's right. He came over. From, yeah. I heard they had some okay stuff. Like I think I saw like their seven three classic. I think was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty um, good. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I. Call me next time, Philip. I could have filled you in, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, I've not like Captain Sin from day one for me at least. Like, I've never put out a product worthwhile. I'm, I'm, wow, that's just that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. But again, I know it's probably an unpopular one because they continue to remain in business, which means somebody's buying it. Um, somebody's buying like, it. To me, like it's, it's you're doing a disservice to the community when. You have to go buy something and then go mod it. And I don't care that the mod is free. Like, throw that out the window. Sure, you know, you don't have to go in and and necessarily buy something, but you still got to go put in time and effort to go mod. Like, it's 2022, and this is why I think 2020 is going to continue to outshine and outrank some of these other older Sims because, like, that stuff, in my opinion, should be history. Like, we shouldn't have to go... And have a product, and then have to go, 
you know, mod it like crazy to get it to be what it should be. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate and I think we need to, and I say we, meaning, you know, the, this flight to community, right. In addition to uh, Microsoft sort of police that a little bit more, man, and, and, and stop, you know, tolerating some of these subpar add-ons yeah. and aircrafts that uh, continues to be released to the community. And it's unfortunate because not everyone is aware of that. Like, you know, like we talked about 2020 has, open the door for new flight simmers and, and, and new folks out there um, just getting their feet wet into the world and they don't know any better. Right. So yeah. I think, you know, we have a duty um, as, you know, members of the community to really ensure that stuff that is coming out is of quality. I'm not saying everyone needs to go out and spend $80 on a product, but I mean, there's gotta be give and take, man. That's, that's just how I look at it. Absolutely. No, I mean you're 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 hundred percent right, Mike. Um, you you are a hundred hundred percent right. Am I, I muted? Mean, I like I'm muted. No, we hear you. <laughs> Shout yeah, I mean, out to like, Leon. When I think of like, you know products like PMDG, where you know when I first you know when they first came out for with the seven three on uh, P three D, and you know I'm like. Why are people paying a hundred dollars for a plane that <laughs> on X plane we, they're giving away for free and we love it? It's like yeah. one of the backbones of you know first oh, everyone is, yeah, yeah anybody's yeah. like what's the first plane again? It's just like get the Zebo boom don't even don't even worry about anything else right you know, other stuff if you want get the Zebo that yeah. that should be your first but when I'm like you know what I've bought planes that I've paid you know sixty seventy dollars for and I put in like hundreds of hours mm-hmm. it's worth it oh yeah worth mm-hmm. it you know? mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I am almost more concerned about a company that puts out a plane that just doesn't support it anymore than I am now about exactly. paying for it. You know, yep. I paid fifty, I paid twenty dollars for this plane, and he's like, "Yeah, it's broken." Yep. Well, it's been a year; they're not fixing it. Like, mm-hmm. yep. That's a good perspective. Yeah, it's not about it the, really you know, is. the initial part of it. Yeah, is the initial upfront cost, but it's like, what kind of sure. support, you know? Mm-hmm does the developer put behind the product and listen man i give p3d p3d pmdg a hard time especially lately on this show so <laughs> i'll be the first to come out and say that hey, but hard time mate. Why this stuff is i give them more of a hard time because of their lack of innovation um mm. but their stuff is quality man like you know it's going to get you from point a to point b with 99.9 percent of the times no problem and it's always been that way in fsx P3D and now in 2020. There's some quirks that's still working out, but for the most part, that thing is solid. You know, so yeah. I've never really looked at a P3D pro- PMDG product and said, man, that's, this is too much. You know, it, it hurts. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it hurts. Oh, but yeah, you it's... know it's worth it. You know they're going to stand behind it. You know they're going to iterate and continue to make it better. I just wish they were a little bit more on the forefront of innovation and uh, immersion. Um, as it relates Sorry, to their products, man. but again, I've been on that Sorry. soapbox enough. So, I mean, I mean like when uh, Hot Start came out with the Challenger, you know, I one of the things that bugged me was like the fueling system. You, you try to fuel that thing, and it's it almost seems like it's they in, they intentionally put it in just so you can be like, I need to learn this stupid how to put fuel in this damn plane. <laughs> but that was the purpose. Like that was. That yeah. was the intent, and again, it's like yeah. it, it, it's yeah. about like what the who, like who is their their audience, and we talked yeah. about Who's this too audience? with Hot Start when they were on the show, <laughs> and before like when we were diving into the product, it's like if they come out with this thing and it's like eighty bucks, 
they're gonna lose half the community <laughs> because and Greenlight, Greenlight mentioned it in the chat. Most of the community, man, they don't want to read 30 pages of documentation yeah. to go fly a plane. They just want to hit the start button and go. And send it. And now, yeah. now you're telling me forget like start button and go. Forget the documentation. In addition <laughs> to that, I've got to go to the FBO. Walk I've got to go FBO. be a dispatcher. Yeah. I've got to go yeah. do a proper workaround because if I forget a gear pin, yeah. it's a wrap. Like, yeah. the crappy coffee. I've got to go order fuel and but i love it because again that's that level of immersion that you know a lot of us in the flight sim industry is looking for um and again it sort of adds to another uh avenue or another bar that we should expect some of these other developers to reach for um yeah it's uh, it's cool again it's not for everyone every product isn't for everyone but at least it's there and it's like okay this is like they're setting a precedent right this is right. something that folks actually enjoy and want to see. So as creators and developers now go out and start brainstorming about products and ideas and even services for flight sim, it's like, all right, we've really got to come correct because they've set the bar here. So, so high. I, I, Absolutely. I, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. But to your point, Absolutely. it's not for everyone. Yeah. But no, <laughs> but I'll say it looks like I do it every day, man. I don't want to come yeah. home. And I know, but, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Going back to Hot Start, so they're not done with the 650. They're, they're still, no. uh, Toto's still like this ongoing project. And I just watched one of his streams like either last week or week for yeah. last. So this thing, as you're flying, it's pulling real world GPS data. Mm-hmm. And in the event there's an outage in the real world, like if you go to like, because you know, like, especially if you're flying here nationally, you're not getting GPS reception in war-torn mm-hmm. areas, you know? Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's just mimicking that. So if wow. you don't have GPS reception in the real world, you don't have GPS reception in the airplane. So you revert back to IRS navigation and, you know, the redundancies. Of what, but, I mean, just to let, like, who's thinking? Of- <laughs> like, that's nuts, man. <laughs> it's nuts. You guys are fly to, was it uh, Camarillo? Camarillo, they have a regular day where they have outages at like 11 o'clock. You fly in there on any mm-hmm. of their approaches. It would be all over yep. the place. I'm trying to know them yep. all the yeah. time. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. I'll have to try that. See if I can get that, get the outage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's nuts. But then again, you know, like, you know, uh, to you guys, you know, to you guys' point, you know, Sometimes you get off of work and, you know, you know, it's not trying to deal mm-hmm. with all the extra, you know, you just kind of want to get up in there and send it, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I can totally understand where you're like, man, I don't feel like dealing with all this or whatnot, but, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's when, you know, for me, that's when I'll like, well, you know, let me just go send some GA or something. I mean, there's exactly. a, you know, there's a lot of LSAs for 2020 that was been re- that, mm-hmm. that's recently been released or are just phenomenal. So. You know, there's all kinds of flavors out there. I was a little worried about the platform at one point in time because it seemed as if the development was a little slow, which I get it because we they were getting updates like every other week. But mm-hmm. now that the update cycle seems to be a little more predictable, you know, we're starting to see a lot more products out for 2020, almost too much to the point where it's just <laughs> you got to sift through all the nonsense to get through yeah, the good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, I was at the TB30, the uh, what is it called? Yeah, the TV thirty, the little twin uh, prop. It's like, or not a twin, yeah. a single prop. It's like the like a fighter trainer. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's pretty fun. I actually enjoyed it. I, I took it out the oh, other day. Fly from Long Beach up to Santa Barbara in it. Right. And it was it was it was practically fun. I, and I I didn't even see it. it. Just kind of popped up, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, this is nice. 
I'll hop in and the first thing I'll do is I'll hit the marketplace. I'll see if right. there's any new planes because sometimes, yeah, they just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the like, sales yeah. for scenery are pretty good as well. I, I oh, man. Scenery has been epic. Like five bucks, man. Yep. You yeah. know? Got to be careful with scenery, though. I've had a couple of sceneries yeah. that, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. I think, like, this, like, ORBX Tacoma was, like, broken all of Seattle area. And really? So, yeah. In 2020, a, I've never had that. Yeah, Charlie had that too, man. He had, well, I forgot what airport it was, but completely jacked up. I've yeah. not going to wood, I've yet to have a, a scenery <laughs> issue in 2020. Petri D, rampant. Every day uh, you turn oh, that yeah. thing on, something is broken. But yeah, man, I've never had a scenery, real scenery issue in 2020. It's interesting. Yeah. Boy, man, picked up RBU for nine bucks. Oh, dang it, Charlie. We have to tell us that, man. Now I got to fire it Charlie, up and go ahead. Did I, dang it. Oh, man, I might have picked that one up. Yeah, right? I got to pick for that more, one up. RBU, too. Dang it. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's worth it. You know, like I said, tons of hours I put in just having fun and enjoying it and going oh, to play. It's, you know, it's like, it's actually so silly because my girl literally the other day was like, mm-hmm. uh, before you were flying and simming, what did you do? Because I feel like. <laughs> Any more energy and effort in this than anything you did before, and I was like, I, I could do it all day. I don't know why. Oh, I just day, can't. man. No, it's true. It's it's true. I, I wish I had more time to do it, man. Like, yeah, no, it's um, it's true. And it, like again, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but um, like it it really helps you continue to be proficient, man. Like, yep. It, like you don't realize it's like you're not actively sometimes you're not actively even doing it to be proficient but like just getting on pilot edge or vat sim and and flying around your your local area it just really continues to add to the overall sense of proficiency it's never going to Absolutely. replace it and nor should it but you telling me if you went a month without touching any sort of flying like real world flights of nothing and you went a month where you didn't go out and actually fly, but you were simming as much as you could. I would rather get in the airplane with that person that was simming as much as they could on pilot edge, on bat sim, doing GA, yeah. practicing approaches, whatever, than someone who hadn't touched anything for a month. Again, yeah, it's now. not going to replace it, but like there is a there there's a value there that I think you know we need to continue to talk about and, and influence throughout the community because it's awesome. I mean, when I think of Absolutely. how many times how many times I've been on VATSIM or something and I've heard, you know, American 335, why are you turning to the right? Are you not following <laughs> Archer? And they're just like, oh, sorry. And you're just like, come on, man. Because if you want to be part of the community, you got to hop on it. You got to look at those plates. Yeah. You gotta look, look, at look at the, the charts, plates. man. Yeah. Yeah. Plane says you're gonna go to the right. You're gonna go to the right. You know exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But I don't know. Truth be told, I've been in the terminal area around here in DFW, man, and I have heard some shenanigans <laughs> on it. <laughs> but I bet though, I bet it's because of the, I bet those people don't flights him. And I think I Robert know. said that too. Um, he said, you know, whenever he gets in the plane with you know a new first officer or whoever it is, right? He can tell if that person is a flight simmer. Uh, just just by the conversation obviously the conversations but just by their you know their demeanor their actions the way they fly the plane he can tell and and, and it's, it's true man like i've heard i've heard i've been on the radio with socal i heard people get busted for something that they weren't supposed to be doing around lax 
And without even knowing what procedure they're on, I'm like, yep, I know exactly what he did. And if he was in the same all the time, he would have caught that. Paladins would have yelled at him about that. And he would have known not to go do that out there. So like that. There, there are these, these, um, there's the, there are these moments and there, there are these instances where, like, again, I'd rather catch something that I'm doing wrong here in, in my house in the sim than, than up there, than call yeah. the number. Yeah. 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 It, it builds great practices. You know, one of the things that bugs me a lot is, mm-hmm. you know, when people, I wouldn't say they mess up, they neglect those calls. They neglect those calls. Right. You know, I was with a student. He was working on his IFR. And so he calls in, and we were in Van Nuys, and he's the Van Nuys mm-hmm. airport's like, yeah, you know, taxi, you know, I think it was like 2-6 left or whatever, um, via Alpha, whole short 2-6 left, right? And mm-hmm. so he goes, Roger. What? Like, what? <laughs> like, hey, Roger. What? Like, what are you talking about? Roger, bro? And I'm like, I'm like, need to do the full read back that way they understand and you understand right and he's like oh well i we just don't do i've never done it you know i've been flying with these other guys they don't do it either and i was like i don't know who you've been flying with and i was like look let's listen to the atis and right there on the atis read back back all holes all instructions (laughs) all holes short yep (laughs) like dude we're about to go to another big airport i was like i don't know what you he's like you need to read back what they tell you okay you know yeah Huh. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize those that that actually holds legal grounds. Like in the event something happens, indeed. And I mean, boom, they go back and pull up the eighties tapes, and they, which is why I'm surprised they were getting away with that because usually ATC would have. Sometimes I been. think it depends. I think it depends on where you're at too, because I'll hear it here, uh, you know. And um, you know, sometimes they'll let it slide, especially you know if you got a lot of guys. You know, they'll you know they spend a lot of their time in uncontrolled airfields, and mm-hmm. they'll come in, you know, here and there and whatnot. You'll man, you'll 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 hear some shenanigans for sure. <laughs> I, we had a guy, man. Not um, this was probably my, my last my last flight out. Had a guy down there in Mesquite, um, mm-hmm. man, uncontrolled. It was after hours, no calls. We just see landing lights. Wow. You know, we're we're not calling the short final, nothing. We're just sending it. Boom, you know. That's on while here, man. Oh wow. yeah, man. It's at French yeah. Valley. Philip, you probably know F seventy, man. That 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 can get wild too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For sure. It's gotten so bad I've had to log off some time. <laughs> it's like, man, this is crazy. This is, you know, like nobody's flying there, you know, nobody's flying the instructions. It's just yeah, it's just not working. <laughs> Yeah, but Polydash—that's when, when Polydash works out pretty good. I hadn't had the opportunity to slide into Polydash much. I know Mike has, but oh, I love Polydash, man. Since, since they won't come to Texas, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that kept me off of it for a bit. You know, I was doing a lot of flying out of other places. I, I do like that they have that—you know—that solid coverage on the West Coast. Oh yeah, they yeah. can start branching out a little more than maybe I'd consider it just to get that constant coverage. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the key there also with Polydash, I know we're like two hours in, so <laughs> respectful <laughs> people's time. But I, I think the other thing with Polydash is like you know it's it's nice to fly in your home area and get that coverage and, and that familiarity. But like a lot of the times too, there are folks that are out there in sort of uh, less busier airspaces where 
maybe they just have a Delta, right? They go from a Delta to mm-hmm. a Delta. They don't really have experience with the Charlie and certainly not a Bravo. I think that's where that added experience comes from and flying over here on the West Coast and with pilot as like, if you can do that in one of the most complex airspaces in the country, in the world, you can go back home, right? And 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 be just fine. Like, I, th- I think like there's some added benefit to it, even though like for now their coverage area isn't necessarily in your hometown. So, but I, I get right. it. I get it. I will admit right. though, uh, just like with pilot edge, have you ever guys ever looked at the virtual uh, militaries off of like that sim? No. Oh, oh yeah. I've heard of them though. I hadn't really, I mean, years ago when I had had some time, like, there's that's still a thing. Like, there's still yeah, a thing. I didn't know that was a thing at all. It was a thing. I wow. for for a bit I was in the virtual air force, but I, I had to drop it because it was just so intense. I mean, talk about pushing to the limit, pushing to the limit. So VATSIM has this whole thing where uh if you want to be officially recognized as a virtual military, you have to go through their like enhanced training, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so they require each virtual airline to send back a report that each person has uh done this specific training. And so mm-hmm. It was just like some straight up, I because straight like <laughs> re- reference, you know, some straight reference IFR flying. Like we're talking like take off in the airport, get up to three thousand, intercept the three one zero radial at the ten DME, <laughs> and then intercept the this. I was like, it was it was a thing. Like I had to take notes and freaking <laughs> like practice, practice to do it. But it's kind of crazy because. You know, you go through it and, you know, you'll hear some guys that'll get on there. I don't think they police it as much. They, you'll hear some mm-hmm. guys will get on there and they're just like, yeah, you know, I'm a F-16 Raptor, whatever, flying from here to here. And, but you'll, they have like, they have these operations. So they'll do um, the mm-hmm. operation where they'll drive down, they'll fly down to uh, that Antarctica or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing. There's, oh, a lot wow. of the guys are like really trained, you know, a good number of them are actual IFR rated pilots and they, mm. they do the whole thing. They do it. They take it really seriously, surprisingly. <laughs> and so if you have, yeah, if you ever look at, look at that. Oh, yeah. I flew the C-17 with uh, the virtual uh, air force for a bit. And I, I just had to let it go. Cause they were like, they have regular operations. They want you to be part of regular oh, training. Wow. You have to do like, it's no a whole joke commitment. <laughs> No commitment, yeah. Like I was real surprised. That's, that's more than your two two uh two VA flights a month to be exactly. returning your VA. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's it's a fun thing if you're looking to knock it up to the next level and right. you really want to get on it. it. It's pretty fun to do. Yeah. I know there's oh, some of them they do the fighter stuff, and you know, that's a whole nother discipline that I, I haven't been able to get into myself, but I might check out one oh, of these sure. days. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I had to put DCS down. It's just I like I, I ran out of desk. Yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> I love it, but it's just yeah. I just got I just couldn't. Then then I went and bought the Apache. I don't know what I was thinking, and it's fun. But then you got to learn like a whole new uh, time, no, man. I, yeah, I just man, and then like you know, especially they're not paying you, and it's like man, yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Man, I think we've broken the CTP record, Mike. <laughs> Not quite, man. Not quite. Not I think quite. we we were on with Robert once for like three hours. So, oh, wow. yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
we're gonna we're gonna get a we're, one of these days we're gonna get a panel soon with uh with all you uh commercial pilots out there man and that's gonna go like five oh, yeah. hours <laughs> yeah just get ready phillips go ahead and go ahead and block that go ahead and block that time off man because if we get yourself robert and some of these other folks that we've had on man we can go all all evening and i think that's what's so excellent about this community and you all's willingness to come on and share your feedback sure. and tips and suggestions and so many other things that, you know, to your point two hours ago, right. Wasn't really available before. And now you can go on YouTube and find all that stuff. And even more now, you know, there are advocates in the community that come on and actually answer questions and, and provide oh, yeah. their perspectives on things. And also, by the way, understand you know, the flight sim community and, and some of the, the nuances of that and then figure out how to finally like tie the two together. Um, that's just that's just amazing. And it's part of why I love, you know, doing this podcast and, and this show and, and participating uh, like this in the community. It really makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, before you guys get going. Yeah. There's one thing I always got. I, I always tell people, I say, you know, if you're interested, if you're, you're an avid fan, Get involved in the communities. You know, you've got groups yep. for females, you've got groups for mm -hmm. young black, uh, young black people. You've got groups mm -hmm. for you know, any group that you're part of. And a lot of times, you'll find more than enough people who are just like, "Hey, you know, you've been interested, but you haven't had the resources. You know, come on in. I'll take you up for a flight, or you know, you know I know this guy might be able to get you a discount on some planes or whatever, a discount on lessons. Or, you know, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it. You didn't even get that commercial. <laughs> I know. I was talking about. Uh, I did a little video. I don't know if you guys saw the five best and worst things about being a new commercial yes, pilot. Yes, yes, yes. Craziest things right now. And I was telling my friends, I was like, right now, the just the transition from the pays, and I mean, no job do I know where literally you could talk to somebody six months ago and they'd be like, yeah, I was making twenty grand. Now I make sixty grand. Yep. Right. Yeah. This is it. Mm -hmm. That's this true. Is it. Yeah. Like next year, if I'm making less than a hundred grand, I'm messing up. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. And what Robert says, well, I mean, now's a really good time. You know, really good time for the industry. So, you know, if you're you got any sort of aspirations at all, go get out there and get it. Get out yeah. there and get it for sure. Yeah, Mike. My company, you know, it used to be, yeah, you know, they had a lot of old guys that were sticking around and it was hard to right. get in. Now they're just like, they're hurting for new guys. There's not a day that, you know, uh, either chief pilot or someone's like, hey, where do you guys go to find jobs? Because we need to post more. We need to get more people right. in the door. And wow. now, you know, this, everyone's transitioning so much unheard of how quickly guys are transitioning from the regionals to the main lines to that they're literally begging us then we got people just every day they're just like hey guys please just stay at least a year just stay at least a year because they know yeah. that dudes are getting hours and you know you got companies like envoy and pima throwing out like yeah. 80 grand, 80 grand. Yeah, sign on bonuses. <laughs> it's crazy just how how fast every transition you know i had a we had a former uh director of training uh, mm -hmm. at uh, my last job he had 1200 hours um had his restricted atp and mm -hmm. only flew single engine turboprop, but he had his MEI. And mm -hmm. so he got picked up by United to teach. And they literally oh, wow. told him, they said, hey, if you'll teach in our sim two years of teaching, we'll put you straight to mainline. And it was just Ooh, like, wow. That is unheard of. That is, I met dudes that were like, what? I've been at, 
But Sky <laughs> West is seven years and for never got a call years. from United. Exactly. Now yeah. he has, like, they can't even stay at Sky West fast and not long enough to to build yeah, any major. That's time. nuts. That's yeah, nuts. nuts. Wow. It is crazy. Yeah. Again, it. Yeah, guys and gals, if you're definitely looking to get in the industry, I mean, just mm. now's the time. I, mean, yeah. I get little Facebook ads all the time, and I've never who like. Just when I start putting up ads on Facebook, I'm like trying to scroll through. Like it's all over, man. All over. (laughs) You even got even if you even if you're like worried about your age, you know, you got companies like Plain Sense, which are 135. They have no age restrictions. They're busting out. They're busting out like 90 grand for PC12 captains now. I mean, just crazy, just crazy incentives right now, just to try and get people through the door. I was talking to a guy at Net. um, Was it NetJets? Mm-hmm. And Netjet. he was like, yeah, NetJets. And uh, I met him up there in Oakland. We were sitting around waiting that signature. And he was like, dude, he was like, I don't even know why you're over there at, at FedEx. And I was like, what? And he's like, we can't get people fast enough on these private jet companies. He goes, he's like, when I started, he was like, you know, he's an older guy. He was like, when I started, I was making like 20 grand as a first officer. He's like, we're, we're trying to get people through the door at like 80, 90 grand right now wow. just to get them through the door because we can't hire people fast enough. You know, they're not wow. staying around. We can't keep them. All the old guys are retiring. Young mm-hmm. guys aren't coming over, you know, because the airlines are snatching them snatching up so quickly. People up, man. Yeah. It's wow. crazy right now. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Enough people. Go fly, man. Keep flying. I mean, that's what yeah. we had Big Earn on the show a couple months ago now, and he said the same thing, man. Just keep flying. Just keep pushing on. You'll you'll get there. <laughs> what are you waiting for? I don't know, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, we'll we'll get there eventually. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, oh but, yeah. Philip, man, this has been outstanding. You know, again, thanks for Absolutely. your thanks for your time. Um, stick me. around when we're off here. We'll you know we'll we'll chat and debrief and all that good stuff. Um, Johnny, though, anything you want to close us out with, man? Anything you got to say to the folks? Man, I'm blown away. You know, like I said, you know, Philip, I, mean, I just I just want to personally thank you for you know taking the opportunity to you know speak with us in the community. Um, again, you know, I mean this. You know, this was unheard of some years ago, and you know, um, we will definitely post your uh, your YouTube channel down on the description as well. Um, check them out, guys. I mean, this is this. If you want to know what it is, was like that was like out there. Boom! There you have it. You know, there you have it. So, um, again, from um, everyone in Post Traffic family, thank you. Um, you know, we're always here. So anytime, you know, you want to put something out, you know, we're all, you know, we're all, you know, we're your platform. So, um, definitely, definitely want to appreciate, uh, definitely want to thank you for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, uh, other than, uh, you know, trying to figure out when, uh, when Mike's streaming again. <laughs> here we go. I just streamed yesterday, man. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, no, we'll we'll see, man. I, well, I have some content up soon, man. I got a couple uh, trips planned here, some some flights coming up, so I'll have some YouTube content shortly. But streaming wise, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, uh, other than that, guys, you know, again, you know, um, thank you, Mister Philip, for all your time, and uh, to you guys out there, thank you guys for uh, for watching the live stream. Again, we'll uh, get this process and get it posted up on the uh, all the 
podcast outlets here shortly. But till then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, take care of yourselves and keep the blue side up. We'll see you. Keep the blue side up. We'll see you. Kind of stop, Mike.